What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, your weekly show covering all the biggest topics of the gaming industry with industry, technical, and legal insight. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, and today we have our last show of 2022. We're going to be doing a couple things we did announce ahead of time. It should be fun. Sadly, Dan cannot be here today. He's got Christmas uh, family obligations already. Um, but we have uh, someone uh, you, you may have heard of. I don't know. I, I think he's been here before. I don't remember. Uh, but Mr. Luke Lore, host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, BitCast regular coming in, in the clutch to fill in for Dan. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me, man. Of course. Of course. Are we violating FIFA's copyright over there in the back corner, Luke? Probably. Right, we are. Absolutely. For good measure, too. It's the World Cup, man. It's been a good <laughs> game so far. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the uh, the people who are uh, hugely into the World Cup. Uh, most probably most of our European viewers as well, uh, along with a bunch of American ones. Is that uh, I did not realize that the final of the World Cup was happening at our normal big cast time, but here we are. So uh, if you are late joining us, we will uh, will hopefully catch you, or you'll hopefully catch us after the fact. Travis, you've been dancing the entire time. I like the enthusiasm. You ready to go today? How you doing? That's right. Bitcast waits for no final event of sports. That's right. McClunky, everyone. Happy to be here. Excited. It's the end of the year. Dan isn't here. So many reasons to be happy. I'm just kidding. I like Dan. But yeah, hi guys. <laughs> and uh, fair enough. And uh, of course, the Hogue himself, sadly, has been under the weather pretty badly this week. As anyone who follows Hogue knows, his uh, kind of content schedule got screwed up. But He's a trooper. He is here for the last big cast of 2022. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Ames. Yeah, I have not been online at all since Tuesday. So we're going to see how I can do together on this. Uh, but uh, I'm happy to be here, and I'm I'm looking forward to talking about games. There you go. That You can tell that you've been sick because that was your most kind of flat opening i've heard from you in a while <laughs> my my ears are full of stuff and they're really pounding against my head so we're going to do what we can here's that my sucks. vow if, to here's my vow to you guys so at some point during the show i will say something that will snap hogue to consciousness <laughs> it'll make him feel alive and young and virile it'll be great y'all are gonna love it i hogue i was gonna offer that if any point you need me to mute travis uh actually i think you still have admin control so feel free I you can. know i you can pull travis from the broadcast let's do it kick me kick me do it i'm like the joker standing in the middle of the road hit me <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Um, so last show of 2022, as everyone knows, I need is a Batman reference and then you make me up. <laughs> <laughs> next Sunday is uh Christmas day. We'll be off. The following Sunday is new year's day. So we're still working out what we're doing, uh, for our next couple weeks here in terms of big cast, but we'll end 2022 today. Uh, we've got a couple things to talk about. We're going to be talking about high on life because Travis reviewed it for IGN. And I know a bunch of people have been playing it. We've got a couple small news topics to talk about, but primarily our show is going to be a recap of 2022, kind of going through and thinking about the games that uh, released this year that were kind of forgotten, uh, things that were underappreciated, uh, overrated in our opinion, uh, biggest disappointments. So kind of just our view on 2022 as a whole, and we'll do that. We're also going to be doing uh, some giveaways uh, over the course of the show. Uh, I'm going to be experimenting with this giveaway tool for the first time. I'm sure it'll go perfectly with no problems. So we'll see how that goes. 
Uh, I didn't want to announce the giveaways ahead of time because, quite frankly, I wanted it to go to our regular audience that is here hanging out with us. So we don't get the people just jumping in trying to steal money from us who don't we normally also watch. Didn't want so. to give it to soccer fans really badly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that no soccer fans got the, they got the money. I like that you've committed to calling it soccer as well, even during the World Cup. I appreciate it. it, it I don't soccer. want people to get confused. <laughs> yeah. Our American viewers, I'm doing it for them because there's a <laughs> superior football sport here. And anyway, <laughs> move on. <laughs> go Niners? <laughs> yes, go Niners. Um, anyway, should be a good show. Looking forward to it. We've got a couple things to share right out of the gate. But before we get started, Don Lionheart is in the house with a very, very generous super chat right out of the gate. Don with a $50 super chat. Merry Christmas and happy first day of Hanukkah, Travis. First big cast first night oh yes you've you've all been such a great source of entertainment and fun since i started watching earlier this year hogue did you play genshin the trading card game or collectible card game yet make a bitcast a three-hour podcast don you'll have to take that up with my my co-hosts here they uh they, i don't think they like that suggestion but thank you for the generous super chat hogue uh the answer don is that i have turned back on genshin impact and it is very difficult to come into after you've played it for maybe five or six hours and are trying to remember how anything works because the way the game operates because it's a gotcha you really can't go back in time and like remind yourself where you are what's happening how to play the game so i was going through the tutorial menus and i was getting not very far and then i went back to witcher but it is now downloaded on my system uh, and I intend to get to the card game at minimum. So it might just take me a little while. I haven't been playing a ton. <laughs> there you go. As for the three-hour show, um, yeah, well, uh, you know, I'll let these guys talk about that. We uh, That's tough sometimes. But Isn't it already? Did you watch yeah, Ains just Ains just drags us over whatever time limits we give anyway. I did not sign up for three hours either. <laughs> well, too <What>? bad. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> buckle in sir buckle oh, in. oh no <laughs> i get but tired you, after an hour on cast bro <laughs> uh, trust me i'm aware sleepy man um <laughs> thank you don appreciate you and uh googleman good old googleman in the house with his weekly super sticker saying bravo this week and bravo thank indeed thank you googleman i like googleman better than google man we're rolling with it at this point googleman, googleman. <laughs> yeah googleman lahayam <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And let's see. So I want to, before we get into the topic, I do want to shout out a viewer of the show, uh, Chinchilla of Evidence, who has now made it almost a weekly thing where he edits together a clip of us talking about a topic. And it is very, very comical the way he edits these pieces together. So he's done one with us talking about Marvel Snap. He did another another topic this week because of the Game Awards conversation, the whole Bill Clinton thing that took off on social media and the Game Awards. Uh, he actually edited a clip of us talking about the Game Awards last week and uh, added a special guest. So I'm going to share that here uh, right now in case you haven't seen it because I think it's worth showing. It's, uh, it's just a minute and a half long. Audio listeners, don't worry. I'm going to edit this out because it wouldn't make sense listening to it. So you won't have to hear it. But for our video viewers, uh, please enjoy. All right, so I had to share that. So shout out to Chinchilla of Evidence. He is amazing. Hogue. Uh, that was fantastic. 
Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, that saw before, I went down uh, like a like a old timey blimp on Tuesday of this week. Uh, I actually hired Chinchilla. They're doing um, they're doing shorts and things for me on my channel. Uh, so, excellent. Yeah, they uh, they're an excellent editor, very responsive, and uh, yeah. So you've been seeing some of their work uh, on my channel. I think they've got three or four videos up on mine now. Nice, so, fantastic. And it was. Uh, it was the 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 job interview was doing these clips for Bitcast because I think they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, and Ains got a uh, got Bill Clinton to help him write a review for for. Uh, I want to know how long it took it. Chinchilla. I know that's so specific. The freaking Bill Clinton speeches. <laughs> the archives, yeah, yeah, impressive, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, that's, it was great. That's, that's fantastic. No, I hadn't seen that yet. Nine programmable weapons buttons. That's what really gets me. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump over to what we're playing. So, Travis, I'm going to start with you. So, High on Life came out this week. Yeah. Um, it was uh, codes came late. Uh, you know, the, mm -hmm. um, the the release seemed to just kind of happen. And it definitely seems to be a game mostly because of its writing and comedy style that is divisive. I see some people who are saying it's absolutely incredible. I see others who say they couldn't stand more than an hour of it. And I know that you and Hogue are even split on this one. So you did the review for IGN. You gave it an eight by the time you got to obviously the end of the game and you kind of reflected on it. Why mm -hmm. did you give it a high score? Just to mess with Hogue. <laughs> First of all, I believe it. But no, I, I don't think you'd put your professional characteristics and reputation behind just yeah. For sure. um, no, no, uh, it, it, it is a great game. Um, it it's obviously it's got kind of as its centerpiece. It is a very Royland game. So if you have a problem with this comedy or you uh, don't like lowbrow humor, you're probably going to be clutching your pearls. Uh, I am not in that. Um, I'm not in that category, certainly. So I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed it and made me laugh. It's a it's a good game. Um, it's also um, a lot less sort of like lacking of substance than I think uh, some people were expecting. So um, it has uh, good upgrade systems and a lot of stuff to do after you beat the campaign, a secret ending you can find, like uh, exploration you can do when you go back to areas and you have new abilities, the jetpack and the ability to walk on walls and, and up the sides of buildings and that sort of stuff. Um, so it kind of surprised me with some of its depth. It definitely is like, a backloaded game and that it doesn't impress in the first hours when you're just using your pistol and you don't have any abilities. Um, but it gets better as you go along, um, as does the writing weirdly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the combat was kind of also not very good at the beginning. Again, it's kind of a backloaded game that way. Um, and it has some bugs, but other than that, it ended up being better than I thought it was going to be, especially, uh, the longer it went on and, and it sort of opens up. Um, so yeah, my, my main point would be that they should probably have, have, uh, gotten you to the place where you have abilities a little bit sooner because you spend a lot of the game with either just the pistol or none of the traversal like movement abilities that you end up, uh, really, really being useful and making the game a lot more fun, um, later in the game. But yeah, uh, it was, it was better than I expected. And, um, if you, uh, like comedy games, you're a fan of Royland's other work, you'll, you'll probably like this one as well definitely has like a borderlands 2 uh you know kind of vibe to it so it's, it's that level of of grossness um but yeah uh i i quite enjoyed it it's a good game should play it if you like comedy 
<laughs> okay, hold on. I, that last <laughs> sentence. Hang on. If you like comedy, mm-hmm. you'll like this game. Comedy as a concept. <laughs> I mean, you can if choose. If you don't like this game, way. you are a humorless oaf. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. If you like comedy, you'll you'll probably like this game. It's a it's okay, a comedy no, first, game. All right, you backed up a step, <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> all right, you, you you probably like this game. I'm gonna give the opposite review of Travis. <laughs> um, he says it's lowbrow and gross out humor. Honestly, I ain't never heard anything like this in the first two or three hours of this game. Do you do you care about alien sexual proclivities? How they might accomplish sexual acts? Well, we've got the game for you. But if that doesn't sound like an intriguing time, and if you think it's as sophomoric as what I just described, you're right, then probably going to bounce off you pretty hard. Uh, as for the game, Travis, do you feel like you're reviewing it on a curve at all? Like it's better than your expectations. It's it's deeper than you thought. I mean, it's still not grand, is it? Uh, not at the beginning. So, I mean, this it, it, it grows into kind of a better game the longer you play it. But no, I'm not grading it on a curve. Uh, I'd also say in terms of humor, it reminds me more of Borderlands 3 than Borderlands 2. Borderlands oh, no. 2 is what we would call no, that's Yeah, no, Borderlands 3 is in a, in a different league of, of not funny. I, I would say Royland, like... A different league of the... not funny is what I would put on the box for High on Life. All right, well, <laughs> agree to disagree there, obviously. I think you're, you are you are not a fan of Royland's work, is my understanding. You've, you've I, I mean, I've watched Rick really and watch Morty. I think it plays better in Rick and Morty, um, but it, it is interesting to see them play in the same sandbox and not just license the damn name. Um, that I thought was interesting. Uh, but I, no, I, I had negative fun with it. I didn't enjoy it. I know you have me as pearl clutching, uh, but a little I, bit. I, you call it humor. I, I I call it nonsense. It's like the scribblings of a sixth grader. I mean, did you like uh, South Park and the Stick of Truth? I think Stick of Truth is okay. I think I think um, whatever the I other describe one it is, as, as, at, one is okay. as at least in the same vein as that game in terms of its sophomore humor. So if you don't like if you don't like, you don't like potty jokes clever. or potty jokes or sex jokes or you know making jokes about various uh, things that. Uh, you might you might hear on the school ground play yard. Uh, then yeah, you're probably going to be uh, upset. But it, it's yeah, I'm definitely not in the same league. It. I'm not upset about it. I stare. At, we should have a camera on me playing high on life, where I have absolutely no facial movements at all, no laughing, no chuckling, no no slight. Oh, you got me there, high on life. Just like wow. <laughs> I haven't tried okay. it yet, so I can't comment. Luke, have you yeah. played high on life at all? No, uh, I teach middle school and I'm friends with Joseph Moran. So this type yeah. of humor is not something I need in my personal life at the moment. Now, over the holiday, yeah. I expect to try it. Um, but I'm not a Justin Roiland fan by default, right? I think I just missed his window of, of time when he entered the scene. Um, but I, I work with that kind of humor all the time. I enjoy <laughs> that in the finite amount of time that I allot for it, but Right now, there are other things I'm enjoying playing and interested in playing, but I'm really enjoying following the story of High on Life, like seeing how it's charting is incredible, seeing its engagement numbers for single player. Um, if anyone hasn't checked out Benji Sales' Twitter feed, please do. It really highlights a lot of how impactful High on Life is being. So I guess I'm I'm enjoying High on Life from that perspective, but I'm not interested in playing it at the moment. I will tell you without uh, without my tongue in cheek here, 
I've had several students come up to me. I teach seventh grade and say, Mr. Lore, have you tried out uh, high on life yet? And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, there's that element of the game for me, I suppose. Hmm. And, yeah. and it's you're split. The, even the comments are split. Some people love it all the way through. Other people said they agree. Mediocre gameplay and the humor isn't there. So like you said, it's I, a divisive game. Yeah. But, but it's yeah. Getting- and hey, hey, if you don't like the humor, there's a lot of reviews out there uh, that maybe are are more critical of humor or less humorless reviewers than myself. Uh, I was going to say, humorless. The, okay, you can't yeah. take this ground, Travis, that anybody that has humor bones or likes comedy is going to like this crap. Like that can't be where you <laughs> sure stay <I> out. <laughs> I could do that. I can I can do that if I want. I can say you don't have a sense of humor. That's totally right. No, look, look, I get it. It's it's not for everybody. I would say probably uh, this panel is older than maybe the target audience. I would say there's got to be apparently it's seventh graders. So nailed it, Xbox. <laughs> sure, but what's wrong with making games for seventh graders? High on life is not appropriate for seventh graders. It would have been appropriate the- for me in seventh grade. <laughs> that was exact. I watched South Park when I was in seventh grade. There's a lot of people that would probably South Park is considerably that. less. No, dude, you are life. you are forgetting some episodes of South Park, my friend. There's I don't a know lot what of- decade you watched South Park in, but when I was in high school watching South Park, it was significantly more clever than this. Fine. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that disagree with you. There's a lot of people that agree with you. If you want to see a review by somebody who didn't think it was funny, there's lots of those. And if you want to see a review by somebody who got a, a great deal of laughs out of it, you can read my review. So there you go. Lots of what, opinions what, out there. What can't be denied, though, is how interested people are in the game. There's a lot of people talking about the game, playing the game. And it's a single player first person shooter that launched day one in, uh, into Game Pass, which is kind of remarkable when you think about it. Like when I. When I look at the fact that it's ahead of free-to-play titles on Xbox's most played list, I mean, free to ahead of Apex and Roblox and Overwatch. Uh, no, 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 a- no, 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 it's not. It's it's ahead of them. Uh, it's ahead on the Game Pass chart, not the overall played chart. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's actually a very yeah. good thing for me to add to my own. That's, that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is. Thank you on the <clears throat> Game Pass chart. Thank you. Um, but still, nonetheless, like still to be charting so high is pretty darn impressive for people to be interested in at the very least figuring out how they feel about it. And to Travis's point about there are plenty of reviewers not in with the humor. That has also been interesting for me to watch because it's really telling of just how hit or miss this humor type is. So that has been fun for me to just kind of, I guess you would say monitor. And this is definitely a game I'm going to play down the line. I don't know about you, Ains. Like, is this something you're going to play down the line? I have it installed. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I don't know where it's going to land, honestly, because I'm, I'm, even personally, I'm hit or miss. Like some South Park stuff, I think is absolutely idiotic, and other mm-hmm. stuff I think is like okay, eh, you know, it's kind of funny. And I'm I land in the middle. So listening to Travis and Hogue, it's like I honestly think I'm going to be right in the middle of eh, it's it's okay, but you know, I might find some of it stupid. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm, like, I'm watching the chat too. Just how they feel is it's again, it's all about to me watching the story of the game. <laughs> RJH said Dan looks different. Yeah. And uh he, he went on a, a seven day fitness routine. Um mm-hmm. yeah. been juicing. Been juicing. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, high on life, uh divisive. It's out there. At least, you know, the one nice thing about Game Pass, we always say, right? You can just try it if you're a subscriber, whether you know, mm-hmm. so check it out. See what Don't you try think. it in front of the kids. 
probably. I'll try it in front of the kids. Okay. Um, what else have you guys been playing? I know Hogue, you mentioned uh, Witcher Three, which I've literally I, I gave my impressions last week, but I've been addicted to it. I think outside of a night of Halo, it's all I've played this week. Yeah, what a magnificent upgrade! I, I've actually been playing. Um, I haven't been playing a ton. I'm sorry. Uh, but I have been playing the Witcher 3 upgrade, which I was getting during download time uh, when it came out. Uh, and I've been playing an RPG called uh, Chained Echoes, uh, which is um, really, really great. Mm. Really great. It uh, That is uh, that launched on Game Pass 2, also came out on the Switch. If Correct me if I'm wrong, Hogue, it's like a 16-bit style rpg kind of a classic rpg style made by a very small team i believe but it's gotten rave reviews i think it's meta is like a 91 or something like that it's deserved uh, yeah you know it's a 16 bit it's pixel graphics i think is what really makes people think that um but it's it's got a lot of modern conventions a lot of thoughts about battle systems and things it is a turn-based battle uh system and it's uh, you know, an RPG. Uh, so it's, it's old school like that. It definitely takes a lot from Chrono Trigger as a, for instance, um, but um, faster movement, faster action, different thoughts, really modernized a lot. And uh, it's excellent so far. I've played it about 10 hours, maybe. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. I got to check that out too. I, man, try, when you get addicted to the Witcher again, it's like, you know how much time is going to go into that. You know what I mean? It's like I'm already out of White Orchard. Yeah, I'm going to open the bakery, Travis. Just you. No, wait. you are not, it's, dude. That bakery is. <laughs> we are all lying to Ames today on the podcast. <laughs> all right, uh, let me get a couple of super chats because uh, Rand just pointed something out as well that I want to call out. So we got uh, Midnight Drury with the ten dollars super chat. Uh, happy holidays! Thank you, Midnight Drury. Appreciate that. Appreciate the channel membership, and uh, thank you. As always, happy holidays back to you and everyone here hanging out with us on our final show of 2022. <clears throat> and sorry, jumping around screens here. Rand Althor in the chat, $10 super chat. Good morning, sir. Uh, I was chatting with Rand the other day because he was did a show with Miles where he said Halo CE is B-tier for original Xbox games, and I said he needs to be banned from Xbox for life. So... $10 Super Chat, he says, look, we all have our bad and spicy takes from time to time. Hogue with High on Life, me saying Halo CE is a B-tier game, and Ains High on Life is ahead of Overwatch 2 and Apex Legends. So he put in the chat, Luke, you were correct, that it actually oh, okay. is ahead of uh, Apex and Overwatch 2 on the most played games on Xbox currently. So okay, That's really high then. That's a lot of people playing the game. Obviously. Yeah, I, pu I pulled that from Benji, um, who's typically I pretty reliable. his was Game Pass, but I was mistaken. So... Very cool. Shout out Thank to Rand, the by the way. Rand was yeah, shout out to Rand. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. So that's that is impressive, no matter, you know, and obviously Game Pass helps with that a ton, but still, that's still impressive that that many people are playing it. So mm -hmm. big time. All right. Uh, what else you guys been playing? Anything good? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go on this one, and and this might be of interest to Travis. I'm about 30 ish hours in on Sonic Frontiers. Ah, uh, uh, there we go. Good game. Yeah. Wait, how um, are you 30 hours in? That's like a 30-hour game. It is um, not Travis. I have 100%ed the first two islands, like oh completely everything. Yeah, um, I'm not, I don't know if I want to. I probably will 100% the, the third island. I just got to the fourth, um, like about 10 minutes before we started recording to get to the fourth island. Um, and it is really – it's this perfect chill vibe game. Perfect, perfect for chill vibes, I should say. I'm sorry. Uh, perfect for chill vibes to just relax and play. So I've really enjoyed just clearing the map, 
getting these pretty easy to get challenges has just had been a nice dopamine hit. Um, and that spawned an interest in checking out older and other Sonic games that I'd never really played because um, I loved Sonic here and there, but never got into Sonic. And since Frontiers came out, I went in and I beat and cleared all of Origins. Uh, I've been enjoying kind of some Sonic Venture 2 on the side, uh, kind of in and out of, of Sonic Colors Ultimate, just to enjoy the character and like the level designs and stuff. Um, like Sonic at all? I do now. Uh, I always liked him. I guess you could say I'm really just in a phase where I'm enjoying discovering this. I like doing this, going down a rabbit hole and just learning about games, watching historical videos on it. So Frontiers has done that a lot for me just to open, I guess, my eyes up to this this character that has been hit or miss for me. Um, and I really like the direction of gameplay that Frontiers has for this franchise. And I hope Sonic Team can get it together because it's a genuinely fun and good mascot platformer. And after Mania, after Origins, uh, and a few other like little hits here and there, I feel like Sonic's got a good place for mascot platformers now. And the mascot platformers are not exactly big at the moment, you know? So I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Frontiers is great. Frontiers, just like you, Luke, uh, caused me to purchase Origins and Colors uh, nice. and, and get into those because it really reminded me how much I used to like Sonic before the Troubles yeah. The troubles began. Yeah. I'm really hoping they'll stick with that formula, though, because I felt like Frontiers was a great proof of concept. And uh, I mean, I know it already had way too much development time on it, but if they had more time to kind mm -hmm. of work on it, a sequel, I think it'd be awesome. It was surprising to me they put out a roadmap of content. I was not expecting that in the slightest. That, I think, is kind of a credit towards the idea you're, you're getting at Travis. I feel like whatever development time they were in, they were trying to figure it out because there are elements of the game that you can see. Maybe they were trying for something different and they pulled back, but yeah. I'm all, I'm, I'm all in on this, this gameplay style because it's relaxing and fun. And that's a nice vibe to have. Sometimes ga games are straight after Ragnarok, by the way, after I finished Ragnarok, I went to frontiers and that was a nice change of pace. Uh, I swear Hogan one, said that exact same thing like a, a few game. weeks ago. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny because I, I, I did. I think what I referenced was I had the two boxes up there of Frontiers and Ragnarok. And mm -hmm. strangely, the pull was always to click on Frontiers for like a long <laughs> period of time. I was just having more fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that, I got some nasty grams about that, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're on the way for me as well. But I mean, I, th I think it's pretty safe bet to say that it's a more fun game. I don't know if Ragnarok's trying to make like it's not, you know, the whole tone of that game isn't like hey, you're not dragging fun. me into a Ragnarok <laughs> debate right now. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I, I, I do don't know like, if that's a debate. Uh, Travis, I will, I will <laughs> note that like we often debate this on cast co-op. Ains and I do like what is a game and is a game supposed to be fun or not or. Like, what's the, the point of a good game? Like, and I, I agree with you kind of like some of the Sony game. I'm sorry, you just, you said God of War. God of War at times is not necessarily trying to be fun per se. It's trying to tell a story. And that's a different intent. I mean, stories know? are fun, I think. Can be. They're probably. Yeah. But I think the it's like the spirit of the game, right? Like some games right. like have a very fun like vibe to them. Like it's just sort of like craziness. And Sonic Frontiers is over the top and silly. And it knows it knows what it is. And I think some games go for like performance or art and sacrifice some of the fun there. You're always going to lose a little bit of the fun, but that can still be worth it. Mm -hmm. um, what I've played at Ragnarok so far is not particularly um, impressive, but I'm also only five hours in and I hear the, the opening's pretty weak. So, um, yeah. The middle is the weak part. I think. Great. Well, 
And now, actually, now I hear, I hear the beginning's the week, the middle's week. I hear, you know, the ending is I, actually everybody says the ending's good. So I need to play. I need to. I did not say the ending is good, Travis. Okay, cool. So there we go. We got an ending is week as well. So everybody has opinions. <laughs> I the the where I've landed on Ragnarok now that I've finished it and reflected on it a bit is some of its highs, right? Like the best aspects of it are some mm -hmm. of the best in gaming. Like yes. it, it's incredibly well done in pieces. The oh, it's a, it's a game that is less than the sum of its parts as an overall experience and like complete picture. It, it's, it's, it falls it's short. got a lot of faults. Agree. Fully agree. Opinion. Glad I have it. Glad I played it. Really mm -hmm. enjoy that. I can discuss it and, and think about it, but really does fall short in a lot of ways. But anyway, uh, Travis, you were going to say uh, currently playing. You're playing something else you wanted to talk about? Yesterday, I started and rolled credits on Immortality, which was on my checklist. Oh, so beautiful. Finish that game. Yeah. Where what are you? Where game. are you with Hogue? Uh, now, when you say you rolled credits, mm -hmm. okay, so we have to talk about Immortality. You say you rolled credits. Yeah. How, how, how much? <laughs> I fully know the story. I figured it out. I saw I cracked. Yeah, the case. I was gonna say don't 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 ruin because I'm still playing. I'm not going to. I cracked the I, case. I, I rolled credits about halfway through my play session. Oh, I did not. I rolled credits after unlocking like I think it was just about 200 clips. So I got I pretty much yeah, saw but, everything. Right, but unlocking the clips isn't. All right, we'll talk about this offline. I unlocked Travis. the clip and I unlocked the secret clips the uh, as well. I did that pretty much on everything first. And okay. so by the time the credits rolled for me, I fully like knew what was going on. I was like, all right, cool. Got it. Um, I would say that was just the way I did it. I, for some reason, I didn't discover the ending until like way, way late. That's so. really wild because yeah, I was sort of just will take you to the ending. I did not know that. All right. Okay. So that's new information. So I, I pretty much, I took my time with it. I was doing like all the secret scrubbing of the clips first uh -huh, and uh -huh, figuring uh -huh. out all that stuff. And then, I got to the ending uh, that triggered the credits pretty much when I had seen everything. So, yeah, that's um, weird. That's almost impossible to like even think about how you would do that. You'd have yeah, to like, avoid it. <laughs> you have to watch a certain. Yeah. The, are you talking about the. Yeah, I think. I see, this is, about... see how much fun it is to talk about immortality. Yeah. So the end clip that triggers the tr credits is really easy to get to. It's just a specific cue. And that'll that'll run the credits for you when you when you see that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting that you figured out the techniques in special sauce in immortality earlier than I did, uh, because I think it's supposed to be kind of like, oh, you can do that. Oh, you can do that. Oh, you can do oh, that. Oh yeah. Basically like the second clip I saw had a secret one and I heard, I felt the vibrating and I was like, all right, let's figure out why it's vibrating. And then I, <laughs> I got you, the secret you, clip. Travis, yeah. the QA game player is like, oh no, 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 you're not going to just vibrate my yeah, yeah. So I started seeing <laughs> weird stuff almost immediately. I started seeing like the alternate reality stuff. And then That's I was not just how like, I did it. Yeah. And then I, uh, I figured it out what was going on pretty quickly because one of the monologues was pretty like explicit with it. And I was like, all right. There's a couple like of explicit I, ones. Like I know what's going on here. And then, um, explicit yeah. meaning direct Danes, not like high on life. It is a super weird game, I would yeah, say. I'm, I'm, I've only played um, a couple hours, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. But yeah, it's a super weird game. <laughs> um, maybe it was because I did like everything super slowly, but it kind of felt uh, a little slow for me. Uh, it's a Where's, it's almost like it's almost like an avant-garde game. It's like so weird and artsy, and 
it reminded me of like going to Berkeley and seeing like an indie film, uh, you know, pl yeah, played in a in a small one <laughs> one uh, screen theater. Like that's what it reminded me of. I was like, this is just a weird weird game. Um, but I liked it. I liked it. I'd say. I mean, I haven't. I've not evaluated this as like a reviewer. I, I don't have my reviewer hat on when I was playing it. But like probably like a seven or eight for me. I, th I thought the story was pretty was pretty good. Acting was fantastic. I could have used oh, man engage. Man engage should have won. Speaking, speaking of pointless like sex stuff, man, there are some weird scenes I saw. It's in so that funny because my daughter like, really wants to play Mortality because I've been talking. I was like, I cannot let you play Mortality. There's I'm some sorry. stuff I discovered. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna play it later today. Let me, what's let the me fun you know, in the game? Like, what's the fun part? Like, what what's your the fun in the game? Scrubbing is video is feeling like I'm you're solving froze. a mystery. I'm gotcha. Yeah, you're you're putting together a narrative that is multi-layered and back. very complex. Gotcha. Yeah, the fun the fun is in solving a mystery. You you're like a detective, right? Going through it's kind of the same as her story. For me, I think her story like came together a little bit better for me. Like I I I felt like I understood the plot and it was a little more tethered whereas this one felt like it quickly was like all right this is like super just out there it's a really out yeah, there but her story, story is just they're twins congrats uh, immortality wow, is dang her story is seven we, years old what are we doing spoilers. they're twins uh, <laughs> yeah uh no immortality does such a great job immortality is by far my favorite writing of the year uh, and my my favorite performances, obviously. I this is this is when you see me get really are, irritated on Twitter when I'm when I'm like, really, honest to God, you have Man Engage sitting right there. You you are ridiculous. The Game Awards, you are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, by yeah. the way, something that says I just learned yesterday, Man Engage did a Q and A slash play along of Immortality. That would be cool to watch. I guess once you're done the game. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot to reveal and spoil in Immortality, so you're definitely going to want to play it yourself first. Okay. Yeah. It, it should have won something. I, I mean, performances is the easy one. Like, the performances are so damn good in that game. Yeah, it's um, not a full motion video game like you're thinking of the 90s. It's it's yeah. it's real. And the writing so is great, too. I think the writing is great, too. It was really just the mystery that I ended up solving. I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's mystery. <laughs> that's interesting. Don't good, play good it on like you. Travis, like some weirdo. <laughs> who, do, who doesn't who doesn't immediately start searching for secrets when they're i didn't even notice that footage. i didn't even notice any of that stuff until really? i was like halfway oh, through wow. and i'm and i'm yeah and i'm doing some stuff with the with the features in the game and i go wait so, what happened there the second scene i saw was the end of the first movie that has the secret scene in it with, you saw that conversation it. that was All like right. my second my second or third thing <laughs> i clicked on and then the fourth one that i saw was the uh, script reading with uh, Arthur, the director of the first movie, uh, that also has a secret scene that that is extremely sexual. And I, by that point, I was like five minutes in, and I was like, "What am I playing?" Like, <laughs> Hogue, what did you tell me to play? I felt like I felt like you were doing it to me. I felt like <laughs> Hogue was in the room, just taking off his bra and doing a dance in front of me. Well, it like, okay, just, so it it treats yeah. those concepts. All right, see, you're gonna make me sound like I'm at Berkeley. It, it, it treats those concepts with specificity to make points about various aspects of the overall thesis that it has as a story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I, it, to me, I was like, all right, this is super artsy. Maybe I just coming off of high on life and going straight to that was a <laughs> little bit of a weird kind of mental. <laughs> those are the exact opposite. Uh, yeah, dude, like, they really are. To storytelling. Like, one is just like completely insane, stupid, doesn't even try. And the other one was trying so hard. And I was sort of just like, 
Also, it's weird to have a fiance walk in on parts of that game yes. and not be yep. there for the whole thing. Yep. Like she kept going in and being like, are you in here just like, yep. like yep. being disgusting? And I was like, no, I'm playing a game Hogue recommended. And she walked away <laughs> right away because I think Hogue recommended another game and she played it and she hated it. <laughs> it was that one where like a story is being told. It's like the girl in the book. Hogue. Oh, yeah that one she she played that on your recommendation she was like i don't know what hogan was talking about i hate that game. And I was like all right man all right chill so yeah i guess she's uh we get along so well when we're online yeah she's over too i know yeah she does like you yeah, um, immortality is um it's a good game it's my game of the year we've already talked about that uh but it's um yeah it's certainly trying to do different things in high on life i'm willing to commit to that <laughs> Uh, I have a World Cup update that France has scored to make it 2-1. Twice. Twice. Oh, it's 2-2? Two, two? It's 2-2 two, two now with eight minutes in regulation. Hold on, hold on. Did he freeze? You can just put your logo up and go watch the end of the soccer game. It'd be yeah. fine. <laughs> Hogue, you're still here, right? Like, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. Luke and Travis keep freezing. I don't know what's going on, but anyway. We're all still here. Uh, None of them are freezing for me, Ains. Yeah, they're not freezing for me. Oh, maybe it's on my side. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm happy that one of you, after six months of me talking about it, finally played through immortality. I felt like I really didn't have enough pull here. Look, (laughs) this is going to be such a backloaded year for me because I'm now done with reviews and previews. So literally, the next two weeks are going to be me playing through every game I didn't play through. I have a checklist. And I'm, well, going I'm, I'm, then I'm happy Immortality was high on your list, Travis. It was because I knew I could finish it in a day. I'm trying to get done with all the one-day stuff. I'm going to do Pentiment. I'm going to do and a I did like two, you, you, Pentiment's you a one-day? So hard when you play games, Probably Travis, because it took me like a week. Oh, no, I go hard. I go hard. If a, if a game has like a time to beat of like six to ten hours, I'll be like, I can do that in a day. Easy. You got to remember, he he doesn't do anything else. Can I don't. I don't have family. This, this is what Travis does. I watched them all. You can I watch all the all. scenes in Immortality in six hours. I mean, there were hundreds of them. There are at least two hundred. I think I saw two hundred. I counted them because they're in rows of five. I went through and I counted, and it was like over two hundred, or maybe exactly two hundred. So I'm gonna go check Travis's achievements. <laughs> go for oh, it. Geez. Go for it. All right. All right. Enough on Immortality. Um, never, never. Yeah. Yeah. All right, get- let's uh, let's get the super chat, and I'm gonna do a giveaway as well. So Dan Lazaro in the house, he says I'm 40, above average intelligence, and I think high life is hilarious and fun. Darn you! Those who think it's not funny are probably just unfunny people. Classic. Uh, Travis baited that hook, didn't he? Yeah. This, this is where I respond thing. that he clearly has a high enough IQ to understand Rick and Morty, right? That's <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the meme. Uh, yeah, I will. I will um, s- uh, clarify that I was joking when I said that that, that <laughs> you have to be unfunny. Uh, that was obviously a facetious statement, D- dude. There's there's going to be so many people that don't like this. I like that type of com. I was a comedian professionally for almost a decade. So, like for me, I I really adore humor and comedy, and I think he's a good joke writer. That said, not all of his jokes land. The constant cursing and and toilet humor I pointed out in my review is a problem even for me. I knew immediately, like, wow, a lot of people are going to look at this and go, yikes. But a lot of people said that about Stick of Truth, about Borderlands 2. A lot of people don't find those games funny. I do. I like those games. I make it clear in my review that I'm the type of person. So if you like that type of comedy as well, you probably will like it. If not, if you're not a Royland fan, if you, uh, you know, have... Uh, you kind of have had it up to here with with dirty jokes, then you're probably not going to like it. So, 
that's just how it goes. That's how the cookie crumbles. It's a I comedy just like game. Punchlines, you know, half of the Royal and shtick is to just say the same thing 20 times, then kind of break the fourth wall laughing and then finish your sequence. And it's like, yeah. It's I like the <laughs> clip I saw where they made fun of Kotaku IGN Polygon. Uh, that was a fun clip. Uh, you see that that one, was included in my review, by the way. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Did, did anybody Thank watch you, Dan. Appreciate review? the comment. Not yet. Don't right. watch your video reviews, Travis. I'm sorry. I watched your Sonic Frontiers one. I usually wait on reviews watching them until I'm playing the game, which seems mm -hmm. counterintuitive. Um, but but I often wait until I've entered the, the realm of the game to to watch reviews. I can just read stuff so much faster. That is kind of funny, Hogue. I, I don't watch the video reviews either. I read I read Travis's reviews. Well, Travis he has a good writing style. Myself. I mean, I don't want him to get a big head, but he has a good writing style and he reads Thank fast. You. So. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, I, I prefer that camera, people read them. So yeah, your camera. Apparently, my camera's well. stuck now. So, uh, good lord. Yeah, I must be having internet issues. I apologize. All right. <clears throat> so let's do a giveaway. I want to give away a twenty-five dollar gift card. Any platform of choice. Anyone can win. Um, anyone? Am I eligible? Anyone? It's for real? Well, definitely not Luke. But otherwise, <laughs> you haven't paid me for all my contributions to SG in True. months. Dude, I told you, dude. Four bucks. Month? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> uh, so $25, all you have to do, bear with me. I've never used this before. We're doing it live. So hold your horses. We're going to figure this out. All right. So match text, we are going to do. All you have to do to enter is type in hashtag high on life in the chat. I refuse out of principle. This one. <laughs> Hashtag high on life on chat. So put that in the chat if you want to be entered. $25 gift card, your platform of choice. All right. With that, guys. And we, I'll draw that here in just a minute or two. So get your get your entry in if you want to be drawn. So this is like a the, proof of life system. Like you're not yeah, a basically robot. what it does is it captures the hashtags live in the chat and then I can use StreamYard to draw it randomly, which I can actually show on the screen. Because this, so. this feels like an attack. I'm just looking at the chat. They're just all high on life. It's all for that. you. It's all for yeah. you. Yeah, it's all for you. All right. We got 32 entries so far. Uh, duplicates don't count. You only need to do it once. All right. So we've got the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters coming to the PS4 and Switch. They're skipping Xbox again. Hogue, I know we talked about these a while ago because uh, I think this was the first thing I picked up on my Steam Deck when I got it. Great because uh, they're there. out on PC, and I know we were both playing them. It's a cool collection. Thanks, Travis. Um, but uh, sadly, they are coming to well, not sadly. Sadly, they are skipping Xbox, but they are at least coming to PlayStation and Switch. So yeah, Square doesn't like Microsoft. I mean, there's probably something more deep in there uh, in terms of how expensive it is to port and what to bring over to systems, but. I, it seems to me like there's a fracture at some level between those two companies. Big time. I agree with that. And it's curious to know, like, what could it be? We've seen Microsoft court so many companies at this point to get their content. Nothing to, well, nothing they still occasionally there. get square content. I mean, Octopath Travelers on Xbox. It, it, it's Final Fantasy in particular stays off. Crisis Core was there. And that's the one that's like, why are you there when the others won't be? Right. Crisis Core is a weird pick to have over on the Xbox. 
Yeah, I mean, and Final Fantasy VII Remake's still not there. And then, you know, like, was it a year or two ago they did that big announcement where they're like, the Final Fantasy franchise is coming to Game Pass, and they brought, like, a bunch of the Final Fantasies to Game Pass, mm -hmm. and then now you're here a year later or however long it's been, and it's like, yeah, the Pixel remasters, Final Fantasy VII Remake's still not, they're not coming. It's very, very it's odd. Strange. Well, the funny part is that 13, the, the entire 13 trilogy is best on Xbox, and that's just because they, they had their you know, their AI glow up stuff that they did for the the older games. Mm -hmm. And Final Fantasy 13 gets the frame rate bump, gets the resolution bump, um, gets all that stuff on the Xbox. It's by far the better place to play than the modern PlayStation. Um, and yet it's still treated poorly. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right, going to give you 60 more seconds to get your uh, entries in on the uh, the giveaway here. Um, Hogwarts Legacy Showcase 2, guys. So we got the second showcase for Hogwarts Legacy this week where uh, a few of the developers and one fan uh, who I personally don't believe they should have invited on the show because he completely threw it off um, was uh, showing the open world for Hogwarts Legacy. They showed some of the different environmental effects, uh, weather changing, the seasons, kind of the open world approach. I got to say, guys, I know we've said it before, but the the more I see of this game, the more excited I get for it. I'm, I'm very, very excited for this game. Yeah, no, it'll be grand. Yeah. Looks good. Same. Yeah. I don't care about Harry Potter at all, and I'm interested in playing this. So that's cool. one. I completely agree. I have no, I'm not a Harry Potter guy, but the game looks great. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're a fan of high school simulators like <laughs> Midnight Suns, then it's a good, it's a good game to get excited for. Hmm. Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. Sorry. It's, a, it's very similar. How's your dating sim going over there? Still going well? It's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that one's the uh, best game of the year. That's a slower paced game for me. So, you know. Working my way through it. Gotcha. Uh, Rob Frawley says, Porsche, was it the same fan as the first Hogwarts stream? No, it was not. It was some community member, and obviously no offense to to him, but, man, his commentary and just it, it threw the whole stream off for me. Uh, it was very odd, I think, and I, I was like, just let mm -hmm. me hear from the people making the game. This is, he's saying very silly things at silly times, and it didn't work for me personally, but that's just. Perhaps me. he's been indoctrinated by Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton. True. That's yeah, very true. That. Could be true. Yeah. yeah Everybody. Personally, wants I hate members of the community. I never want to. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> generally. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and do this giveaway. Like I said, first time doing this. Let's see if this works. Right. All right. God, we're gonna try. We're it. All right. Stop it. Stop I entered. It. The winner is Ainsley Bowden. Yes. Congratulations to him. I'm excited, guys. Good guy. Good guy. That's not it. Oh, for God's sakes. Nope, that's not it either. What has happened? Did I win? I was the I was the only entry for High on Hogue though, so I think I'm gonna win that <laughs> that that date with Hogue. So. Oh, naturally the darn screen is not working properly, so uh, figures Love right. It. Anyway, gonna draw it now, and I'll let you know who the winner is. I was hoping to share this online. The winner is Super Panda. Congratulations, and an it's excellent Super name. Panda. Super Panda, yeah, excellent name. And chat, Super Panda. <laughs> go ahead and DM me. Uh, DM me directly. My DMs are open, and I'll get you twenty five dollars to your platform of choice. Congrats! Thanks for hanging out with us today. And we're going to be doing some more giveaways through the course of the show as well. So stick with us. Tao member, uh, channel member says, "Happy holidays, everyone! Great year, SG Bitcasters and Cast Co op. How is Luke out in the daylight? 
Just kidding. <laughs> He's clearly not out anywhere. Really no, love yeah. that joke, Ains. Thanks for that. You're yeah, more pale yeah. than me. I, I know. Yeah, I but know. you look Terrible. more like a vampire. To be clear, you have a very vampiric look to you. Well, like a cool sure. vampire the masquerade type vampire. For sure. Like, yeah. Uh, you look like one okay. of the like one of the modern day vampires who's also a DJ. That's what you look okay. like. <laughs> yeah. DJ Vamp. That's what they call me. DJ That's Vamp. the look. DJ, That's DJ the look, Vamp. Man. I want to suck your beat. <laughs> Is the, oh, is, <laughs> <laughs> I tried wow. to with words. Wow. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the last piece of news before we get to 2022 recap is uh, Tomb Raider. They announced this week. Obviously, we knew it was being developed by Crystal Dynamics, but they announced that uh, it's going to be published by Amazon Studios or Amazon Games. Uh, Square Enix is not involved in this new journey with tomb raider at all um so i know the the modern tomb raider games pretty celebrated i would say fair to say Good. and and uh yeah and uh gonna be interested to see what they do here but um it's kind of interesting i guess Depending on where you stand on Square Enix, this is, might be a good thing. But, uh, you know, Amazon Games. Uh, well, they're owned by Embracer now. I mean, we remember that, right? That's true. Like, like yeah. Crystal Dynamics is sleeping around with everybody right this second. Um, <laughs> and that's that's kind of wild. I, as a lawyer, I would love to know, like, the order of the contracts, when these things were settled and how. Uh, because em Embracer, why, why, why are you not publishing the Tomb Raider games? Uh, I have questions. Yeah. yeah. I agreed. And Crystal yeah. Dynamics is working on Perfect Dark. Yep, Crystal Dynamics is working on Microsoft stuff, publishing yeah. a game for Amazon, and technically owned by Embracer. What do you guys think about Crystal in general? Like when you hear Crystal Dynamics, do you get positive vibes, negative vibes? Because I am really torn on whether or not I'm like they're a good dev right now. I, I don't know how good. I feel. Oh, they're, po they're good? very positive vibes for me, but I, th I mean, yeah, my okay. brain tends to go to this like 3DO era. They okay. have a pretty good track <laughs> record, though, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Avengers was the was there, and then they had the the Tomb Raider trilogy, which hit or like I think they're great, but like kind of missed and by the end. They missed the landing, I think. Um, Shadow of the is good. I I think it is as well, but I mean in terms of like a mind share, I don't hear about it very often in the conversations. Yeah. Well, the rise then, the rise deal really killed them. Killed Phil. Killed Crystal Dynamics. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Agreed. Genes. Agreed. And so. To, to a couple kind of those releases next to the news of crystal being involved in so many places. I'm not sure how I'm to feel about them. Like, where's your talent? Uh, which team is working on it? What's going on with, with what, with your focus point? So I guess that's what I'm wondering yeah. with them. Well, Marvel's Avengers single player, I thought was very good. I think Square Enix asked them to do something they weren't good at. They're not mm -hmm. a live services team. I think every time that they're not going to be asked now to do something are. that they don't want to do, uh, they'll be better at it i, I suspect mm -hmm. the new tomb raider will be great uh except honestly for the combination of amazon because i don't trust amazon gaming choices hopefully they're just sitting out there with a sack of money and not making any editorial decisions um <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I have a very positive vibe towards crystal dynamics because i don't really view avengers as primarily their fault i don't know that they knew what they were doing and i don't know that square knew what they were getting into mm -hmm. i mean that's a fair really point good, though i campaign is good. the live service model is is weak as it almost always is for first time live service developers and also the first year is always the roughest so it has a lot of the same conversations you hear about teams that are doing live service for the first time which i actually think it wasn't as bad as some of the disasters i mean it didn't go full anthem on us in the you know first hey. year so just saying 
it was a good it was a good base game with a bad life service model which is sort of the industry standard on live service that's point yeah gecko gecko gamer said he gets dead inside vibes <laughs> crystal dynamics um, interesting i'm i'm neither here nor there i think uh they've shown that they're they are a talented studio um mm -hmm. i am interested to see i think between whatever they're doing on perfect dark you know that's kind of a weird structure that we've talked about to begin with perfect dark um, isn't real <laughs> several of the several of the high level avengers people are now on perfect dark it's not real <laughs> from the, the form like the old avengers team it's just wait till next year Hogue. Year. just wait till next year <laughs> i do actually like that from microsoft because i do i do spend a lot of time defending them vis-a-vis -vis law and so people think i'm an mm -hmm. inordinate microsoft fan and i was like man they had a year to forget and they feel like the Detroit Lions every time they say, it's next year, next year, be good. Or if you're more into, uh, you know, Chicago area, they sound like the Cubs up until a few years back. Always, it's next year, it's next year. All right, go nail it, Xbox. We shall see. All right, let's start talking through 2022, guys. So what we're going to do uh, for anyone listening is we're going <laughs> to, Anthem is coming back. I just saw that comment um 2022 we're gonna go month by month here and just a recap of the kind of major releases obviously you know it's it's tough to touch on all the games that release but we can talk about some games that we've kind of forgotten some games that we love that might have forgotten even released this year uh it's been a, a long year a lot of different games uh so let's do it guys so in january we got monster hunter rise uh for the switch which we now know is coming to uh to uh the other consoles Game next Pass. year uh and game pass yeah uh, rise was already out on this was already out last year yeah oh Wait, game pass no. i'm sorry no R rise isn't on R uh it's on the no. switch no he's he's arguing that rise came out a different year i think yeah. i think that's incorrect Hogue. rise came out came... april in 2021 i think but uh the, what you're talking about is the dlc right Ains? the expansion that came out this year uh, maybe because I, I played maybe i played their expansion uh, yeah, sun, Sunbreak, right? There we go. You might That's be talking about done. the PC release. That might yeah, it might have been the PC release. Sorry if I mixed mm -hmm. that up. Apologies. That's no, okay. I, I just know I was playing it during March Madness of April of last year. Gotcha. I think okay. we need to include expansions on here for sure because <laughs> I want to talk about Forza Horizons. That's oh, on boy. here. I got that. Okay, we'll get there. Cool. We'll get there. Sure. Uh, exactly. Rainbow Six Extraction. How about that game? That's on my list of forgotten like, games this year. I like Extraction. Extraction was fun. <laughs> You, I, but I don't think anyone played it. Playing that one, yeah. I don't think anyone played. That was on my dead games uh, for this I year. Think forgotten it, games, not dead games. Sorry, <laughs> like, like fair, gems. Fair point. <laughs> dead. I was, um, extraction, doesn't gem. a, extraction doesn't need a big. It doesn't need a big audience. So you can play Extraction with you know you and your buddy. So it can survive things that other games perhaps cannot. W would you put it as a gem next to like uh like aliens fire team elite or oh, i think extraction is much better than the aliens game i played do you yeah okay. I, really I think like i have more fun they had a lot of good ideas yeah i, I have more fun i think because of the like aliens is aliens you know I mean? yeah that makes sense yeah yeah you know extraction yeah. is kind of dumb in terms of you know you're fighting whatever mold monsters uh but uh it's got a lot of good ideas i really liked having people get stuck um in places and not getting them out and then having to go do rescue missions um i thought that there were a number of clever bits in extraction cool that's fair that's fair. cool uh artful escape was a game that came out uh you know annapurna game was on game pass and yep. i got some uh popularity fun game no, wait a minute that was last year too am i 
I that, was up for our, that was up for what art list direction. did I use? <laughs> you yeah. sure? Yeah, it was up for art direction and game awards last year. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it was out. Um, I think you might be doing PC releases or Switch releases or something. Could be. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. Uh, and then Pokemon uh, Arceus, Arceus, which I know. Yeah, Arceus. Arceus, Arceus, which I know you guys uh, enjoyed. So sorry about my mix-up with the PC releases or other releases. I might have screwed this up a little bit. All right. So that was January. February we'll was a... You told me I could pause you when you forget things that I liked. Please go ahead. Sure. We talked about this in the pre-show. I'm not just being an ass. Just this is in January. Uh, yeah. January. So January releases a game called Nobody Saves the World. Mm. Um, and I really enjoyed this one. Uh, it's Dude, got I some have that on here. I, I used a screwed up list. It got nominated. I have Nobody was... Saves the World on in April. Uh, yeah, your list is off, by the way. Yeah, Nobody yeah. Saves the World comes out in January. It okay, came out in January, sorry. and it was nominated at the Game Awards. Yeah, I just don't think enough people talked about it because I think it's got some really nice ideas evolving into the different powers and things. And it plays out as kind of a silly, superficial dungeon romp for the most part. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a very well put together game. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly twice. Like I went back to it six months later when they released like just a, a smallish DLC. Um, and just think it's a really much like Sonic Frontiers, as, as Luke described it. It's just a nice game to pop into and just, you know, kill some things and um, have a good time. So I, I, I do want to mention that because I don't know that a lot of people talk about it very often, but I really like that one. And that's from like what? Juicebox? Yeah, from Guacamole. Guacamole. Uh, Guacamole. Um, goaded yeah. game. Great games, yeah. I uh, I really like Nobody Saves the World. I need again. It's one of those I put a few hours into and stopped. I, I played the demo because they had like a beta or a demo for it uh, beforehand too, which I really enjoyed. But uh, I know a lot of people, especially in the season gaming arena, because a bunch of our contributors really love just the indie scene. That's where they play a lot of their games. Dan, and, most notably, <laughs> except yeah. for Dan. Um, but they talk about Nobody Saves the World right up there with their favorite games of the year. It is for me. I really like Nobody Saves the World. Yeah, cool. I put on, I uh, put someone on said April computer. was the Switch port. So, yeah, I'm just mixing up the, the actual platform releases. Apologies there. Uh, February was a monster month in terms of game releases. So okay. uh, let me read through these. You can tell me which ones I screwed up again and, and tell me what I forgot. But uh, so we had Dying Light 2. We Dying had two. We, like I'm going to. Yeah. So let me go through these and then we'll talk about them. So Dying Light 2, Sifu, uh, um, Travis's Game of the Year, Crossfire X. Uh, the the new gen cyberpunk 2077 update we had horizon forbidden west uh destiny's witch queen uh martha is dead horror game and then of course the only game that matters this year elden ring um as a racing guy ains do you not include grid legends on this uh, in i was February? gonna ask that same question i like grid legends okay yeah i did play it i i tend to lean heavily into the sim racers more than the arcade ones okay yeah, I, I and I leave that to you because Grid Legends is one that I played and I liked, and then it just you know I don't think about it anymore. Uh, but you're the racing guy to me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, I I did not play Grid Legends. So go ahead, Luke. Sorry. Well, no, I was gonna say I had that on my like forgotten games list. I did not play it, but same thing. <laughs> it's Grid, and I was wondering if people thought about, cared about it, factored it in because it does feel like. That game came and went. And then Codemasters went through some changes, I think, later in the year. Uh, if I'm correct on that, maybe. I think no you are. are. Yeah. Codemasters is now owned by EA. Uh, mm-hmm. And they they also, their main game is F1, um, mm-hmm. which they make every year. 
Uh, I think Grid Legends is nice. You know, it has a 90s style full motion video adventure mode, which you know I'm going to play. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was fun. I think it's a nice little I think it's a nice little game. I think Forza sucks out the oxygen from the Microsoft ecosystem, whether it's Horizon or mainstream or mainline. Um, and then I think Gran Turismo is like, what, like a month away. So, I mean, I, March, I just don't yeah, think there was a lot of that. oxygen uh, for that particular game. But I I liked it. It's fun. It's an arcade racer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great. Dying Light 2 for me was one that um, one of my biggest disappointments this year. Disappointment. Really? I was very, very excited for that game. It was uh, a long time coming, as you guys know. That game was in development yeah. forever. I saw uh, it, it won E3 a, like two or three years in a row. Yeah, it, it won that. awards at 2019's E3. Uh, and I think we Last talked about it before. Dead right? Island 2. Well, yeah. Um, but I, I bought the collector's edition for it, which wasn't worth the money. Uh, and I, um, I put, I don't know how much time, not a ton of time into it, to be fair to the game. I haven't put a ton of time into it, but, um, it just didn't grab me at all, at all. I like it better than the first one. Me too. Okay. And I, I said so in my review, uh, I reviewed <laughs> Dying Light 2 this year. So actually on the list of February games, Dying Light 2, Crossfire X and Destiny Witch Queen, I reviewed three games in February, which is cool. Um, also, shout out to the, clear winner. Yeah, clearly. Uh, also, shout out to um, Wind Jammers too, a Switch game yes. that I reviewed in January. Uh, January, uh, I think that came out on the twentieth or something like that of, the, of January. It's not bad. Um, yeah, pretty good slate. Uh, so yeah, Dying Light too. My my thought was I probably would have ended up where you are, Ains, and not uh, had time for it unless I was reviewing it. But I'm really oh. glad I reviewed it because that game ends up being pretty good. Um, despite okay. some um, bugs and glitches and that sort of thing. It was in development hell, and I think it's pretty clear when you play the game. You're like, all right, yeah, this game went through some changes. And uh, I, I also couldn't get the E3 demos out of my head because they were, they, they were award-winning like demos, like best mm -hmm. E3 showcase, right? And I remember seeing yeah. it, a lot of that ended up not making it into the game at all. So it was kind of interesting mm -hmm. uh, seeing that. Um, so yeah, that was good. Crossfire X is a terrible game. Nobody should be forced to play that. Uh, and Destiny of the Witch Queen better than Destiny has been in the past, which is great. So um, I reviewed some good games in February. Dying Light also got a, I think it got a performance upgrade halfway through the year, yep, uh, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and it was getting yeah, like a million. So I'll say this: that developer is dedicated to like their games. Yes. They they always Tons go back and fix them up, and so it got a ton of content released. It got a ton of patches. Even that first month, it was getting a bunch of patches. Also, that team's super cool. Like, they were they very like hands on during the review process. Like played with the reviewers. Like just like hopped on the multiplayer sessions and chatted them up. So um, it was cool. a cool uh, cool experience. Can I just want to add um, that? I'm... Go ahead. Can I... I just want to add, I very much enjoyed Dying Light 2, despite eventually just skipping the massive amounts of story um, because the gameplay was such a good time. There was just so much dialogue in there that like, and Ains, I know our joke is that I don't like dialogue. No, I, I was in on that game for a good, good while. But after hour like 15 or 20, I was like, oh, skipping. Um, but I also, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have them on XEP at one point and to Travis's uh, statement they are great great people that care about their game and they will support it for years before the dying light one was still getting content as of a few months ago and that's just wild to me all things considered and so like i i really like that game um and i think it's the kind of game you're going to get on a deep deep sale pretty regularly and anybody mm -hmm. that's got a passive interest should absolutely take the plunge and give it a shot it's fun 
it's real fun. Cool. I'll go back to it. I'll play it in my bakery. Um, yeah, should be a good. Time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, love, I love this list of games. Ains that we know he's not. It's fantastic. Um, uh, I, Sifu, not a fighting. I did game. review. I reviewed Sifu. It's a great game. Excellent Sifu's game. Not a fighting game. It's a good game. It's not a fighting game. Uh, it's but a it's kind a great of game. fighting game. You, you fight, fight in, in the game, right? No, it's yeah. it's. I, and I know you're making fun of the game awards, and I agree with that. I, anytime you can make fun of the game awards is okay by me. Uh, but it comes it comes down to what we were talking about with like role playing last last week, which is, I mean, it's definitely a fighting game. If you're not a video game player and you say, "What are you doing in this game?" I mean, you're you're fighting people. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is. Double I Dragon like, is my favorite fighting game. One yeah, exactly. Yeah, Double Dragon. Sure, Streets of Rage. <laughs> Fighting fighting City game. Ransom. Yeah, exactly. Fighting game. Fighting game RPG with River City Ransom. Oh, yeah. Arkham, really Arkham, make things Arkham City fighting game. Sure. <laughs> fighting game. What's all, not? All, all RPG. You fight in every game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I loved I love Sifu actually. In fact, funny enough, I'm like, I think I was right about to get the platinum and I just couldn't be bothered. That's how much I care about trophies. Um, I have mm. one left and it's just that. But yeah. Uh Forbidden <laughs> West, I know I feel like. I feel like Horizon got Horizoned again um, yep. with Forbidden West, where it is a, from all accounts, and you, Hogue, and Dan, um, you know, and, and many other people, never mind the, the critic rating of it, it's an excellent game. And it yeah. just seems like it's just gotten generally forgotten again. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it got Breath of the Wild and Elden Rings, two games based on very similar principles and very similar kind of scope and type, coming out a week after the Horizon release. So, I mean, it happened again to, yeah, to yep. guerrilla games but horizon I, i've talked about it we've talked about it i think it's a pretty significantly better game than god of war uh and just by recency or whatever the attachment to kratos or anything else um got overlooked this year pretty hard yeah, yeah it did i think it was born to be overlooked although i remember that game had so much like love for it the first two weeks it was out all i was saying was my timeline was just posts of people loving the facial animations. Remember everybody was posting about that, all the expressions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot a of cool memes game. with her. Yeah, it's it's one I'm I'm getting to. Horizon's <laughs> good. Uh I gotta get to that one. And of course the cyberpunk update, um, you know, I think kind of rejuvenated a lot of people or getting people. I think Luke, uh, correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, you finally played it because of that update. Uh so yep. did Joe, I know. So yep. I bought it because of the update, played it during the summer. I think by the time 1.6 was out. So that was 1.5, I believe. I think mm, that's the right yes. number. I think um, you're right. But but like I bought it because they had a wonderful dev stream where they talked about all the things that they had done. And it was the... I, I, passion can be an overused word when talking about creators sometimes. But it was the passion that they showed and the love and, and care they'd put into the game because they were really, really screwed over by their PR um and their their heads studio heads discussing that game at launch and some of the promises that they made but the people that were working on it were so endearing in that stream i was like yep i'm in buying it and then having played it at 1.6 uh really enjoyed my time and right now it's on sale right now i think for on xbox the countdown sale i'm sure it's on the year stuff yeah yeah and i would say anybody should be checking that out 30 bucks is a steal for that game um and it's a wonderful prep for the Phantom Liberty update and what they're doing with that universe. So fair. Yeah, because Edge Runners you can watch obviously on Netflix too, which seems to be pretty beloved. Um, by the way, uh get to the super Cyberpunk. chat. I was whole Yeah, sorry. 
I was going to say before we stepped off Cyberpunk, it's still on my list of games I'm going to finish this year. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Would you it like actually what, is? I'm, what would you I'm like going... from my bakery, Travis? Yeah, no, this one what though, I'm you? I'm more than halfway through the game. I think I'm like 60, 70 percent through the game, so I actually stand a good chance of beating Cyberpunk. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny for you, Travis, because there's not it's not a super long, it's not a Witcher type game. It isn't. It's just I it have to do me. everything because I'm an idiot. Yeah, I I'm doing I'm doing like an Ains playthrough on this game for some. Yeah, reason. I did like 100, a 130 hour playthrough in Cyberpunk. Yeah. What is that? 90 hours of nothing? Like doing the cop wire things? Dude, I'm Thank probably you. I'm probably at least there's 60 a lot of hours stuff in, in that world. Pope. You there's could finish the game, and now I find myself now I'm mostly mainlining the main story. So I think I'll be done. I'll be done pretty quick. With that. Hogan yeah. and I have been in step sync today because he because I was telling Ains on Cast Co-op. If, perhaps two episodes ago that I really like cyberpunk's world, but it's very lackluster in terms of things to do. It's empty ish. And I, it didn't have to be that way. And it, coming from the company that made Witcher, it's noticeable. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the things that makes me the most sad about cyberpunk. I love night city. Night city's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, and NYPD joints or whatever they're called and go and do this stupid thing, which is the same thing as the last stupid thing. It's just a different warehouse. It's like, okay. Yep. A lot easier to do it when you're in a fantasy world with lots of open areas. It feels less empty than if you're in a city and you have to make it dense and it can't just be a bunch of bandit groups. I think I honestly think it suffers from setting a lot. So the two things, like if I if I were critic being a critic on that game, I would say like the setting and the um, first person perspective are like the two like big hurdles. Oh, I think first person is a mistake. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that was a big mistake too for the world. Agree, so. but yeah, yeah, but to me, Witcher never tries to sell like Bandit Camp over the rise as like big piece of content. You want to go take out some bandits, go nuts. Like it is the only content in Night City is to go into a warehouse and blow up some bandits. There's side quests. There's like in the same six. way there are. There's like six side quests in Cyberpunk that are decent um, at, at the level of The Witcher. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them are at the level of the Witcher, but I've played them and a lot of them I'm like, dude, this is so long. Like I've spent I've I I did like one quest line where it was like four or five quests in a row and I, I ended up spending like twelve hours on it and I was just like, Jesus, dude, this game that's why it's taking me so long. I'm like sixty hours in, I'm still not done there's with a, it. There's a lot there are a lot of things you can find. Now I'm not gonna debate that the Witcher does it better. It just does. I mean, point blank. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. and I you know, I'm over thirty hours into my new Witcher playthrough on this this update and it's it's clear why we all celebrate that game so much. I mean, it's just amazing. I'm always impressed by how but. the economy works in Witcher because I, I I think games really, really suck at that, keeping you motivated and invested and in getting whatever the next piece of uh, uh, tech is or diagram or money. And, and Witcher yeah. always keeps you right on that line of I'm a poor Witcher. And it's like it's it's just really brilliantly done and really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. one of my one of my biggest pet peeves in gaming is when you can get a lot of money and there's nothing to buy in the world and yep. money just becomes a useless currency. Yeah. Uh, Witcher doesn't do that at all, dude. Sometimes you feel like you're rich and then you go to buy something or craft something and you're like, Oh my God, yeah. I am so <laughs> broke. Remember that time the tax guy came because I was, I was turning those clams into pearls. You guys ever, did you guys have that happen to you in the Witcher? Mm-mm. No, it's been too it was, long. Oh my God. There was an exploit in the Witcher where you could buy clams and then you could dismantle the clams and find pearls inside of them. Yeah. So you can get the pearls. Like, yeah. You turn like small amount into a lot of money. And I just did that a ton and got like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of gold. And then they did a patch where a like IRS dwarf shows up <laughs> to like audit you and is like, Hey, did you buy any clams from this year to this year? And my Witcher lied because I did not want to get taxed for all of the money that I'd made. So 
that was a very interesting little DLC there. <laughs> There's, uh, yeah, I love that. There are a lot of things in that game that just pop up that are brilliantly done. Um, it's just incredible. I mean, that's all there is to it. I was going to say, I was getting to Gecko's super chat here. Six euro super chat. Part of me still thinks the Hogwarts will cyberpunk. Um, I, I was, it. I was saving that for this conversation on cyberpunk. We got the Witcher, but uh, part of the announcement this week uh, that we didn't say is that they've delayed the Switch, Xbox One, and PS4 mm-hmm. versions to later in the year. I think for that very, very, that very reason. Cancel them. Yep. Cancel also, everything uh, last gen. The combat still makes me a little worried. Don't go I to Hogwarts Legacy for the combat. It's I an know, but, when I, but, but you're going to have to do it. And like it, when you do it, I'm going to be sad if it's literally just like you making people float. Also, you really casually use the killing curse. If you guys, you guys see that? I, mean, I saw the gameplay demonstration. You like, you like sling killing curses at people as like a teenager, Sweet. which I'm like, whoa. That's hardcore. Anyway, I'm 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 very excited about that game, but also super nervous. It's not going to be good, as I am with every game that I'm hopeful yeah. will be good. I do agree with Hoga. I'm not going to Hogwarts for the combat at all. Yeah, like, no, I'm going for the I, world. And this is one of those areas where I think you could have gone turn based, and you don't want to because of the because of the check boxes. But it might have worked better to be a slightly more strategic version of this kind of thing. But we haven't played it yet, so we don't know sure. what the action will be. I, I really think it's just kind of the you want to go back to witcher it's like you play witcher i really like witcher um but you're not really there for the pirouetting sword swinging for the most part i there's some enjoyment there but it's not really why the witcher is as successful as it is and i think hogwarts its best chance of success is to go in the same direction narrative everywhere exploration everywhere put you in the shoes of a hogwarts student everywhere and then interaction points where you have to you have conflict but it's not it's not really the it's not really why you bought the ticket well, yep. I do it agree. depends how much they make you do. Because mm-hmm. there's lots of games where I don't get it for the combat, but if they make you do it, it has to be engaging to some extent. And if they you're, make you do it wrong. a lot, it has to be more engaging. So I'm just worried how much of that game, when you say exploration, I think exploration, but also broken up by like lots of combat, right? Because you turn a corner and you find something, you have to find if it. If it's a GTA so type game or a bully type game, however you want to think about this, uh, Rockstar has always had pretty ass combat, just straight up. So, I mean, like, if you're focused on doing something that is outside of combat, I think that they're going to be able to succeed. You are absolutely right, Travis. If they just built dungeon after dungeon of you hitting the X button to to make goblins float or whatever, it's going to be lame. Oh, God. Please, no. I'm really worried about that. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> but we'll see. Gecko, thank you for the super chat. Uh, appreciate you. But, uh, yeah, we'll know soon. I mean, that game's February 10th. So as we're sitting here right now, it's less than two months away. So it's, you know, it's not far. Coming soon. Uh, I won't talk about Elden Ring. Uh, you know, we've done that all year long. Um, this is for, a first. For, <laughs> for me, it is a runaway game of the year. Like there's not even a, it's not even, there's not even a ballpark or universe where this is not game of the year. Um, but, you know, I've said that 10 times over. So uh, probably also my that. game of the year, by the way, ends. Yep, and I agree with you as well. I thought right. Ragnarok might have been it. Not even close. Yeah, I would um, be the naysayer. <laughs> I want to but, be the naysayer but, too. But we kind of like, really we knew I'll... that going in, Hogue. Like, yeah, didn't I like Elden Ring? No, I will. I will. I will vouch for Elden Ring being a good game. It's it's certainly not. It's Soulsborne is not where my 
happy as right. memories live. That. But, you know, I, immortality is so special as a narrative to me that I think it needs to be celebrated more. Fair. Yeah, Fair. I'm uh, I, I really, really loved that game. Uh, it, I almost Elden forgot that it happened, happened to me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm also in your your camp, Hogue. Like, I kind of want to be the naysayer and be like, oh, well, what other game did I play better? But when it comes down <laughs> to it, it's like that game was just damn fantastic. So. To me, 2022, I know we're going to get into these other months, but to me, it's really Let's been a tactical strategy games. I mean, like, it has just been an absolute fantastic last three months of the year with Mario and Rabbids, which I know we'll talk about, with Tactics yep. Over Reborn, which we might not. Yep. With I got it on here. I got it on here. With Midnight Suns, the... with, with the remake of Front Mission first. I mean, it's just been a solid 60 days of, do you like moving things around boxes? Are you over boxes? We can still handle you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, having a good time with tactics. So I just Game like to, Fire I'm said, in... but is it an RPG? And I refuse to answer that question. We're just going to move on. How's it rank? Um, <laughs> uh, I will say. Um, we did I that last this... week. Yeah. I told this story before, but uh, I just want to do shout out to Miles over at uh, Windows Central, Miles.pa. We reviewed Elden Ring at the same time before release, and him and I were DMing each other because there was obviously no guides, no YouTube videos, no nothing about the game yet. And you know how big that game is. And uh, it was one of my favorite experiences of the year. And I've enjoyed it when we've done it as well, Travis, when you kind of have a review buddy when you're playing a game pre-release and you're just chatting with a friend who's also playing it, you know, for review and kind of mm -hmm. sharing thoughts and doing that for Elden Ring with Miles was really, really cool. And um, it was just a lot of fun for that week and a half or two weeks playing that game and talking about how special it was. It was cool. I also want to clarify that while I was reviewing Dying Light 2 and Destiny of the Witch Queen and all the stuff I reviewed in February, I also somehow beat Elden Ring. <laughs> Which like blows my mind because I think about that. I'm like, how did I find time for that? I was doing all these other reviews. Like Dying Light 2 was like a 60 hour game or something. And I, I remember like after Des after I was done with Destiny, I was like, all right, guys, Elden Ring all day, every day. It's all I think about. And I got through that game. I have no idea how. Go watch the videos. <laughs> it's Travis being like, oh, I got to a dragon and that dragon was nothing. It was like, this game ain't even hard. That's true. Like, going I basically the first didn't four lie. levels. Yeah. Elden Ring's not hard. It's not really hard. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a very unfair statement. It is the most accessible of the souls born. It does a it's terrible job onboarding people. And it's as difficult or as easy as you would like it to be, depending on how much time you want uh -huh. to invest in writing. But, it is, but it's not fair to True. say it's not hard. I don't think that's a I mean, fair I think it's. I think you kind of said it in a roundabout way, which is the game gives you everything you need to succeed. You need Badly. to use it. As long and as you have a good amount bad. of time. Yes. Well, I don't yeah. think time is a... Fair Time is the grinding difficulty. Element. Well, do you, uh, do you think roguelikes are hard just because you die a lot? Because like they're also designed for you to eventually like inevitably overcome them. And I think Elden Ring is similar. Like well, like if you are different because you're building builds, right? Roguelikes are are you're you're figuring out what builds work for you, and some are crap and some are good. Elden Ring is you you best figure out how to parry that bird monster, or you're not going to make it past oh, this parapet. That's not true at all. You can you can get through like you can basically just grind until you have so much DPS or can cast spells that can just like one shot bosses. Like there's crazy stuff in that game. It's just you have to if you're not good, you have to play a lot more, which is you know boring. Which is boring. I didn't, I didn't have you're looking for. It is boring. Yeah, it's boring. I'll, it's I'll give not, you that. It's not boring to me. If, to, if you didn't, well, I mean, that's because you don't die in front of the castle. 
Yeah, you you can't you can't really speak to it, Ains, because you're you're you don't have difficulty with the game. If you were just dying over and over and over again and not really making progress, you'd probably be a, yeah. like a lot more. Yeah, no, I think what I meant by that statement was I think part of part of what makes that game special for me, take away the difficulty, right? Is it, just exploring and and leveling your character and figuring things out, right? Like that's part of the fun for me. It may not be part of the fun for other people, which is fine, but I think Hoagie, you're saying like it takes time and it can be boring. And what I was saying is for me, taking the time and doing those things and exploring and leveling is part of the fun for me. I like the open field stuff. I do. I don't like the Soulsborne levels, right? So I, I like the open fields in Elden Ring. I didn't okay. like that first castle. I right? got you. Okay. I didn't like, yeah. you know, the, the, the cave. I, I, I like the open field stuff. And yeah, you get the most opportunity to be like, nope. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this right now. Like I did the dragon. And when Travis was like, I don't know, I had a dagger and that dragon went down like a, you know, that's uh, Travis's video. is just like, what are you even talking about? Hogue? I killed that dragon with a toothpick and will. Um, sorry. Uh, I, mean, I, was I, I am a try hard. I am a try hard. So I basically just like parried everything and then countered it and just blew through the game. So, but also I mean, the other, the there's other someone thing that, that has beaten really the entire game, not taking a hit. There's someone that's beaten the whole game with a dance yeah, but that that, does, <laughs> that that's you can't you can't count the outliers that that's because there's something no 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 like but what I'm saying people enjoying again, it again what I'm yeah. saying is the mechanic it's designed in a way to where the mechanics and the tools it gives you are everything you need to make the game easier. It's whether you exactly. want to learn them right. and do it. You you can rate. beat Elden Ring without ever getting better at the game. You can you can retain your current skill level and get through it, especially if you're playing with multiplayer. If you're playing multiplayer, you can basically just be along for the ride and and roll through the entire game. So, um, yeah, that that's the distinction for me. But anyway, like Ain said, we're not going to talk about Elden Ring. <laughs> Welcome to the not Elden Ring chat for uh, five minutes. Um, let's move over. February was a huge month, and I remember us talking about that at the time, like a lot of huge releases. So let's move over to March where we got uh, – let me run through this list. You guys can tell me if I screwed up again. Shadow Warrior 3. We got Gran Turismo 7. We got the legendary Babylon's Fall. Is that one guy still playing that game? Um, Triangle Strategy. We got update to Grand Theft Auto 5. We got Tunic. We got Stranger of Paradise. I put that in for Hogue. Uh, Norco, The Ascent, Ghostwire Tokyo, which is on our cover this week because I feel that's a big game that people forgot about. Uh, Tiny mm. Tina's Wonderlands and Weird West, which I reviewed, so I just threw it on there. Uh, so another pretty big month, really. This year, Weird West so was long. in March? This, I feel this like... Mar this year seems so long and so short simultaneously. Yeah. When you name these when you name these games, it's like that's, that's, that's why I'm yesterday. doing it. Cause I think it's fun to kind of yeah. reflect on how Tiny long Tina's Wonderland like. feels like it was three years ago mm -hmm. and Weird West feels like it was like last week. <laughs> like that's that's it's so crazy to me. Like the the because I feel like Hogue, you and I were talking about Weird West for a while and then it came out and we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I said I really like I, I really like that uh that design because Weird West is made by somebody that came off of I want to say like Arcane. It's like yeah. a breakaway group from Arcane. Is that right? That it's my right? buddy in Austin, Texas, the guy okay. Yeah, yeah and, and so I, I played through it. I played through the first so it's done like a series of vignettes. I played through the first story. Um, and then said I would come back to it and have not. This is, this is one of the things that I do. Um, yep. Xenoblade but says hi. Xenoblade has 58 hours in it. It can wait. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to play more Xenoblade. Really enjoy Xenoblade, but it's not like I didn't give it a 
the old college dry. I'll get him a pastry ready, Travis. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I to me from that month that you mentioned, Triangle Strategy is by far the one that I played the most. Like I said, it's a year of strategy games for me, um, and uh, I, that's the one I really liked. It is. It is an acquired taste because it will just run a dialogue cutscene for 45 minutes at you. Um, the triangle strategy will, uh, but to, to, it's it's good. You mentioned Stranger Paradise. I quite yeah. like Stranger Paradise. It is junky as all heck, uh, but it is it is a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, I actually never got to. I think they had a DLC later on in the year that I never got to. Uh, but no, I think I think the games you listed are are interesting. You, you you neglected Elix, but everybody does. Um, yeah, Elix too. <laughs> uh, but sorry, but I was going to say, by the way, just to be, be clear, because there's multiple West games. Weird West was March. Evil West was the one that came out like two, three weeks correct. ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct. Okay. No, I, I just remember Hogue being on the show, and I told him that I knew Lucas, the lead writer on on uh, you know on like, Weird. I watched, I, like, I watched a GDC Weird video West. from him. I think where he yeah you did design. yeah. Yeah, you t you talked about it. And I was like, oh, I know that guy, and then we, yeah, we were, I really, we were I really liked it. Weird West. I, I reviewed it. I liked it. It's really yeah, good. I, I didn't play yeah. nearly enough of it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna talk about the games I reviewed in March, uh, which one of them is a DLC for Far Cry Six. Okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> well, that is um, that is some of your most hardcore comments. That is my favorite comments from for sure. <laughs> People are somehow into the main Joseph C, the main bad guy in Far Cry Five, and I was like, "Really?" There were like a bunch of stands in the comments, like upset that saying he was a really well written character, and I was like, "No, no, I hated him. He kind of sucked." Um, anyway, uh, I reviewed Tiny Tina's Wonderland mm -hmm. in March. That was the main thing I played. That was the big one. Um, I, that I would too. say is almost like uh were we review buddies or had i finished it and then you reviewed it after it came out i feel like that happened right because i don't remember playing yeah, i game. i think you're right yes yeah um but yeah that game i feel like is almost a forgotten game because it came out it was a great game and not a lot of people played it i think it was because it got lost in the elden ring glow it was still people were basking in that whole thing um but that was one for me that i think was great and and unfortunately not, not a lot of people played um, another one for me that is truly a forgotten game and i mean this even by my own standard is shadow warrior 3 which i the 2013 shadow warrior is a hidden gem it like you play it and you think that that game is going to suck and then it, the writing is so like good and then it gets dramatic at the end it like turns on you that game has so much heart it's like <laughs> ridiculously good and then i played shadow warrior 2 with priority because i was like shadow warrior 1 was just so fantastic shadow warrior 3 came out and i literally don't even remember it coming out so that is crazy because those games i i would have made time for them other years which is crazy um it the must have come out real shadow... close to elden ring. yeah it did come out close to elden ring came out at a bad time and it came out without uh ps5 and series console enhancements Ooh, which is yeah. weird in 2022 right yeah, so. I mean those those developer. I think it's Flying Hog or whatever. They make Flying like, Hog. yeah, yeah. They make like um, PC first games. No, the people that made Shadow Warrior Three. I think it's uh, Flying Hog yeah, made Evil West. I know it because I keep seeing it on the front of my screen. God, I cannot remember the studio. They're small. Could they have well, released two games this year? Evil West, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it is Flying Wild Hog. Flying yeah. Wild Hog is uh, Shadow Warrior. Yeah, and Evil West. No. 
So yeah, they released two games in one month and one of them I would say is a great game and the other one I literally didn't play and it makes me sad because that first Shadow Warrior game, seriously, if you haven't played it, Shadow Warrior yeah, 1. I've, play, I've played two. I never played one. One is the is like really so good. damn good. It's so good. So and good. two sort of is like, eh. You know, Two's the goofy but, one, right? It's goofy. Two's yeah. really goofy. Yeah. One is two goofy as well, but far. it ends up being like serious and really good. So yeah, I... I yeah. Uh, I'm very surprised. Now, Ains, I don't want to call you out because I can't remember the list that you said right at the beginning of March, but did you skip Kirby? Mm. I think I did. Now, yeah. Kirby's, of course, titled And the Forgotten Land, which seems apt at this yeah, point. Kirby yeah, and I, the was just paying, I was just paying homage to it. That's all. Yeah, yeah. perfect. We at Hulk House thoroughly enjoyed Kirby. Also, it can is, I, can I read this? Can I've I just heard great things, yeah. Half of Ains's list is the Switch release date not the real one and then of the switch released games he forgot like the games itself so it's kind of a weird <laughs> collection of, of well, i had on my list of things kirby i'm not even sure i don't even know when to mention this because i don't know when it came out i don't have a list separately and i'm sure it won't be on ains's um <laughs> but one of my favorite one of my favorite games of the year which i think is out by now in terms of where we're talking about march is the stanley parable ultra deluxe no i have that i have it Okay, when does that uh, come that out? That was April. It was April. Next All right, thank you. Game. We'll talk about it when we get to April. Because I, I know you love it, so well. I made sure to put that on here. I played that one, Hogue. Great did, game. Okay. I know we never talked about it on the show. Put that in front of your fiance. She'll love it. Did, she actually did, and she had never played the first one, so she right, was well, like... Mention to her that Hogue recommended it. Well, yeah, I need to get my cash <laughs> out. Right, yeah, yeah, you need to get your, your cloud up with her. She's uh, Go ahead, Luke. Little... Well, I'm thinking, where's Trek to Yomi? That's April. That's I, 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 I did skip that on my list, by the way. I saw. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I wonder if I did my list differently because I didn't go for through every single one. I just picked ones I thought were forgotten. I don't sure. know that, uh, and not to beat the the horse because I agree with you about Shadow Warrior and several others. Ghostwire Tokyo, I feel like, was pretty gone, was gone pretty quickly. I, but yeah, I want to talk about that. It's a good game. Ains, I'm curious because you've corrected me on this before, but I have said at least at least once in our conversations that nobody cares about Gran Turismo 7 anymore. And you've corrected <laughs> me and said like, no, mm -hmm. it's just that they're in a very different realm of discussion. Yep. I would have put Gran Turismo 7 in the forgotten list all day long. I don't even remember I, seeing well, that. I haven't, I haven't spoken about March yet. So yeah, okay, well, I, I, I want to talk about Gran Turismo and Ghostwire. Did it even get a game of the year nomination? Because at the very least Horizon... Uh, I'm thinking about PS exclusive Horizon existed, and I was able to know that it existed. Uh, Gran Turismo um, won. I'm not a Horizon. I did not sports game. Did it? Okay, gotcha. I just don't even remember that uh, at all. So that's why I was curious if if it was just me, or if not. So, so from uh, speaking purely from what I see from kind of the car community who races, you know, who plays these games, right? Gran Turismo launched mixed and what i mean by that is it uh from a dynamic standpoint the car feel the ps5 implementation was pretty solid the problems with gran turismo at launch were kind of multifold. the economy in the game was a mess some of the online stuff was messed up the microtransaction aspect of purchasing cars was messy they hid cars behind this um premier auto shop in the car which cars like legendary cars like car guys like me love to own in these games you couldn't get or you would have to work like uh, an absurd amount of hours of playtime to get so it 
it kind of launched in this mixed degree where it's like, yes, this is a great Gran Turismo game, but all these aspects of it that you know and love about racing games are, are screwy. Mm-hmm. Now they've they've done a good job through the year of updating it. From what I understand, I haven't put a lot of extra time into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they've they fixed some of the monetization stuff. They've added a bunch of cars. They fixed some of the online play. Uh, it still has its pro series that's going on right now. They had a pro race last week. It was on my YouTube feed. Um, so I, I think it did fine, but it just didn't have that blow everyone away feel that you would hope Gran Turismo 7 would have had. I think that's probably the fairest way I can say it. Gotcha. Oh, and to and to Real Radic, who just posted, yeah, you couldn't even sell your cars. Like, that wasn't a feature until this latest update. They just added the ability to sell your cars to get money back. That's crazy. Um, so I still yeah, resent them for not putting dirt tires on the dirt license tests. Oh until my god! Catch. I had erased that from my memory, Hogue. I I spent like four hours one day doing a license test on one of the dirt ones, and I'm like, why yep. can't I beat this thing? And then yep. you yep. find out they screwed it up and they put race tires on the dirt cars, and the, and as soon as you could put dirt tires on, I beat it on the first try. Yep, I'm that like, was the same as me. Go first try. It's like, oh, you guys suck. Oh, yeah, God. That's, that's unfortunate. Also, uh, earning those licenses, literally how I learned to drive in real life. <laughs> I swear to God, the old the old PlayStation 2 games, that's how I learned to drive. Gran Turismo. Go to. Oh. Um, so that's Gran Turismo. I think Ghostwire, I put it as our cover game because I feel like this was a game where it, you know, from Tango, where you thought, okay, they're coming off of Evil Within. This could be a big new horror IP for them. Uh, had this PlayStation exclusive you know, one year deal, as we know. Um, and I think it landed, you know, it reviewed kind of, I'd say what above average, I think it was like mid seventies, something high seventies. Um, yeah. yeah. Goodish. Uh, and I, I know we talked about it at release. Hogue. I really enjoyed my time with that game. It I got a little repetitive, you know, it got a little here and there, but I think generally speaking, I enjoyed it. And I love the authentic Japanese lore they put into the game with like mm-hmm. kind of the, the history of things. I love that. Um, but I mean, that game anecdotally in my feed and my circles just disappeared. I mean, after like three weeks after release, I have not heard about that game since. Um, yeah, well, of course it's stuck crazy. between licensees, right? So neither Sony nor Xbox had a lot of incentive to keep it in your mind space uh, for very long. But I, I think it was, I think it was a good game that is, very similarly structured to a lot of other games we've played. It's got a very UB approach to, to kind of the, the open world game design. I think it's got a great vibe. The combat is clunky ish uh, after a time. And so I think it's just not going to connect super well with a lot of people, but I like it. Ghostwire is probably one of my favorite games of the year, but primarily for that vibe, um, you know, reading through the indices of how these ghosts with the umbrellas work and how everything else kind of does come from Japanese lore. Um, but yeah, it just didn't have any staying power. I agree. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, while we were chatting too, Luke, I was looking up to see if I could find anything on Gran Turismo in terms of like market impact, as we talked about. Right. So it's that the all time, uh, launch dollar sales record for Gran Turismo as an IP. So the best selling kind of Gran Turismo of all time. And it was second place in all of March, only behind Elden Ring. Wow. Okay, so, see that's that's great to hear because when you think when you tell me about forgotten games, could not have remembered. Yeah, it's less. just it's it's one that has its its audience that is the racing Gran Turismo audience, and it's a big mm-hmm. audience, but it's not. It's like it feels like a different circle than the groups we normally talk with. It's kind of strange. 
Yeah. So, um, and I, I'll just go back and echo what Travis said about Tiny Tina's fantastic game. I, I love that game. Um, such a fun game to play. Well designed systems. Um, and it's got and good it just, humor, which is nice to see. It does. It doesn't yeah. have enough in gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, April. Very different type so, of humor as well. Continue to keep me honest here with these releases. But April, we finally got Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Uh, I added MLB The Show for Dan, of course. That's his game. Uh, Stanley Parable, the Ultra Deluxe Edition. One of my favorite games of the year in Rogue Legacy 2. Great game. Uh, And we got Nintendo Switch Sports as well. I mentioned that because I know that's big in the Hoke House. We Um, love it. So that's what I have for April. Also, Trek to Yomi. Trek to Yomi. Let me say that. Okay. Uh, I did a written interview the for them. Oh, for and a, a true, that's a right. True for also, I believe Trek Triomi is also flying wild hogs. They had a, a crazy year. Uh, um, right? Is that correct? Somebody check me on that. Remember. Somebody knows. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh, as, that, as that would be that just... would be their third game we talked about in two months, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say Luke. Uh, Luke did a interview with them that we published on Season Gaming actually. Um, mm-hmm. for Trek Triomi, the Trek Triomi mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was a good game. It was. What? I thought the art was the art style pushed it pushed the expectations beyond what I think the team produced. Uh, and and I, sometimes that's a shame, and it happens sometimes with smaller titles when the art and the expectations go so far beyond what the gameplay allows. And I think that's a bummer because they're because it is a good game. It's fun. It's good. It's just not yeah. the tier that I think people were thinking when they saw that level of 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 uh style so i think i Callisto, went in by the way it. same thing oh interesting yeah so i went and, into it with no no knowledge of that game at all but i ended up giving it a seven i reviewed it for the site and it uh yeah i'll say it is a game that respects your time i mean i was able to get through that i think in like one or two sittings it's a pretty short game and i think that is a uh definitely a pro for me when 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 it has sort of like a great story but um like a very kind of thin gameplay design so um, i quite enjoyed that game it was fun uh flying wild hog was involved in that along with look at that dude dude. they had a they crushed it q1 (laughs) yeah big game thank you yeah um let me uh real quick back up on these super chats real quick because uh funny enough we had gecko gamer another two euro super chat said welcome to the season elden ring podcast we tried I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it, and then we talked about it. You know how that goes with Elden Ring around here, Gecko. It's kind of my fault. You're a regular Gecko. You know it. You know how that goes. So yeah, I blame Travis. We'll go ahead. It it was my fault. I I like I poked the bear a little bit. (laughs) But uh, thank you, Gecko. Appreciate you. And then Netwatch five euro or five dollars super chat. Excuse me. Said you guys are going to be missed during the break. Happy holidays to you. Thank you, my friend. Happy holidays to you. Yes, happy holidays back to you. And uh, yeah, man, I I told these guys before when we take a week off, I actually miss it. I miss chatting games with these guys. So, but thank you. All right, uh, Rogue Legacy two I reviewed. Um, one of my highest rated games of the year, actually. Um, nice. Really love that game. I think it's a fantastic uh, roguelite. It uh, builds upon the first game well. It's got great systems, fun art style. The gameplay is tuned to a very high level in terms of uh dynamics you know and how it feels it's just a just a fantastic game it really is so if you like road lights and you haven't played rogue legacy or rogue legacy 2 you're missing out on some of the best ones bar none shout out to a game i reviewed in april as well 
Postal 4 No Regrets, <laughs> which tied for my lowest reviewed game this year. Two out of ten. Terrible game. Don't play it. That's all I have to say. Fair. April was a tough month for me. <laughs> I was going through some stuff. You know, April is the cruelest month. Yeah. You got there was, I, yeah. there was that span where you reviewed Nerf Legends, Crossfire X, and Postal. And that's where you kind of got the... Uh, the uh uh reputation that was a, from us of you review some terrible games that was it in a four-month period i reviewed those three games so <laughs> no. <quite> <laughs> dan stapleton did not enjoy his emails from travis in those windows of time i met <laughs> he uh he was trying to punish me because uh i talked shit about xcom too and he never stopped punishing me for that he gave me a year of bad games so talk shit about XCOM too. That's a pretty beloved game. I'm joking. I didn't actually do that, but he <laughs> loves XCOM too so much that if I did, he probably would be petty about it. <laughs> um, we moved over to May, a little lighter month, at least on my list. Uh, I have not played this, but uh Citizen Sleeper. I saw that on some lists of the games that are really up there for the year. Citizen uh, Sleeper is rad. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Good. I've seen people say great things about it. I haven't played it. Uh I don't know. I never know when things so, leave. I think it's on your Game Pass. Okay. It is on Game Pass. Okay. Cool. Uh, Salt and Sacrifice, the follow-up to Salt and Sanctuary came out. Um, Terrible naming, folks. I can never remember which one's first. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead uh, came out. You remember Evil that Dead one? Yeah. Dead the game. Yeah. Hogan yeah. I. That was our first review together. <laughs> Great. Uh, I played that with you my and uh, future Mrs. Travis, too. Yeah. yeah, you did. That's right. Did I get you guys both codes? We both just played that, or I know Hogue was in the review with me. Like we were playing that during the review period. I think you might have too. I, I don't know. I got it. I got a review code for SG on that one. That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was. I've, cool. I've, yeah. I've said some of my favorite experiences this year are watching Travis analytics the hell out of a game while I'm <laughs> while I'm playing it. It's quite an experience. I recommend it for everyone. That's cool. Yeah. Also, Hogue is super fun to play with because he makes a uh, he makes a. Uh, MST3K like commentary over whatever game he's playing, which mm. is very mm. good. It's very That's good. Funny. High I praise there. That reference. Mystery yeah. Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater. MST3K. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we also got Roller Champions. You want to talk about Forgotten Games? Um, oof. Uh, so I played it's that game a lot. Shooting people, is it? No, no, no. no. Roller Champions. No, that's Roller the... Drome. Yes. <laughs> so I know this because I I covered I covered both of. I, for for this period of time, for some, whatever reason, Q two of this year, I was IGN's go to rollerblading guy. I just You're covered all You're the rollerblading. Yeah, there you go. I mean, is rollerblading big here? <laughs> Not in me. I West Coast no thing, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, the uh, they were both actually pretty good. Uh, Roller Champions is like a three v three uh game that. I played for a while. I, I didn't review that when I was previewing it, but um, I had a lot of fun playing it. I thought it's it was actually well a pretty balanced. good game. It really it's is. Pretty, it just never it's a pretty good game. Audience. It's just one of those games where it's, you know, it has to have an audience to play it and it didn't immediately catch on. And I feel like it, that is truly a forgotten game. Roller Drome, which is not in that same month, but I would put it in kind of the same category. Unfortunately, we're like both of those games I really liked. And I, I feel like they probably should have gotten more. Attention, and the drum but, single player, right? So you don't depend is. on other people. Yes. You don't depend on other people, but still I feel like a lot of people missed that one, unfortunately. Yeah. So 
Yeah, Roller Champions was like, uh, you know, it, it's an overused comparison, but think of your Rocket League. You're three-on-three, three, competitive, got a score, and uh, the mechanics were actually pretty good at it. Uh, it's well-polished. It just, it's one of those that has to get an audience, and it just doesn't seem to have done that. I think a game yeah. like that, like Rocket League, probably needs to be like the PS Plus game or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, they need to make those deals. It's, yeah. It's biggest sin was that it was a Ubisoft game, honestly, and that it wasn't like available immediately on some platform. They should have partnered with somebody on that one. Yeah. Um, did I think that's how Rocket League worked? I mean, I think that's where it gained. I think that's PS how Fall Plus. Guys worked. Fall yeah. Guys as well. Plus, and then later, I think it was in Game Pass. Yeah, that, that's how they do it. Um, I will say before we skip Evil Dead because I know we talked about. It, that game really surprised me. What a I great like game. Dead. It's a good game. I, I get I honestly get nervous anytime I see like a licensed, you know, uh asynchronous multiplayer game. I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be one of these like kind of poorly thought out. But that game was surprisingly well balanced, has a lot of content. It's super fun being the monster, it's super fun being the survivor. I had a lot of fun with that game. Well, that you game. reviewed both Evil Dead and Ghostbusters, whatever subtitle for async game yes. right you prefer and i almost and i almost reviewed dragon ball the breakers too but i, I think i was on something is that else. a similar kind of game I it's, don't yeah it's the exact same concept it's asynchronous like five player multiplayer game um, yeah. and they're all licensed all licensed uh you know i, well, I enjoy both evil dead and and the ghostbusters one um but uh yeah games did did the Uden game come out in may it's around here yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know. What uh, you mean. Eden Chronicle. Oh, uh, I did not put that on here. It did it's somewhere around here? Yes. So I really like that one. That's kind of one of the weird things that indie companies sometimes do, much like they did with like Bloodstained, where they have a different version of the kind of game in the universe to set you up for it. Um, so the Eden Chronicles is setting up for Hundred Heroes, which is kind of the spiritual reboot of Suikoden next year. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't the, the one that came out this year, and I can't remember the subtitle. Rising, yeah. I think it's Rising. Rising, Rising, yeah. yes, uh, is kind of a two D RPG, very kind of short ish, uh, but introduces you to the world. Has a lot of pleasant characters and some good graphics, and you build up a village. Um, and I that was on Game Pass when I played it first. I don't know if it still is, but I I don't know that anybody's talking about that one. So I figured I'd mention it. It's forgotten because I, yeah, I don't know it. Rising. I remember us talking about the title of that one for a while. Yeah. Euden yeah. is not a word that makes sense to anybody. Chronicle, I guess, says RPG kind of, and then Rising is what are we? Yeah, what it's are we named doing? for its target audience. I think is the conclusion we came to. Like, if you like those types of games, you are exactly knowing what you're in for. And if you don't, you're going to be like, "What is this?" And skip over. Like my 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 sensors go off, and it's like that doesn't make any sense. I must check it out. Exactly. <laughs> you're probably going to love it. Um. So that means next year we get the uh, the full the full game of that plus the uh, hundred heroes in, uh, remakes too yeah hundred heroes is slated for next year so we could one and two remakes from konami i to me i said this year was the tactic strategy to next year might for me be the suikoden year because suikoden is some of my favorite rpgs ever legendary games really are yeah well what Very is an cool. rpg i'm just kidding we're not doing stop that. it stop it uh, we're not even uh, in june yet man i know <laughs> that's why i said stop it uh and may we also just to call it out because i thought you i couldn't remember if you reviewed this or not travis but we got uh sniper elite five i did not review it but i played a lot of it and that game's awesome i actually did finish that game it's really cool yeah i got a request an interest in that sports ball match sorry. i did i'm so sorry but the world cup was just one so ah. by whom argentina in nice. double overtime Congrats. pks 
Goalkeepers were going nuts. It was pretty cool. And so Sounds I apologize. Pretty... World Cup was sorted by PKs. I hate yeah. freaking PKs. I got yeah, PKs are the dumbest thing ever to decide a World Cup. It's stupid. Sounds Boys, like things got went... a little bit messy. <laughs> uh, well, it went 3-3 three, three in double overtime. That's a pretty great game, man. That's a pretty great game. Um, I can't, can I, can't I talk about soccer penalty kicks? I can't get, I can't do no, it. That's terrible. I understand that. Can I yeah, uh, discuss Sniper Elite 5 since you brought it up? Yeah. Yeah. Now that you're back with us, Luke. I apologize, gentlemen. It's just, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sniper Elite 5, I thought, was a really, really great entry into the Sniper Elite franchise. I really like the Sniper Elite franchise. And so it's good. been underrated. Zombie Army. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I got to interview uh, the director of that game, which was really cool uh, to get to talk to them after having played their games for so long. But they did some some pretty great stuff with Invasion Mode and making that that game fresh because really and truly if you go play sniper elites four and three and two and you're pretty much playing the same style game they made that game fresh with five in a really cool way and if memory serves it dropped into game pass it uh, did. and that allowed for an audience that hadn't necessarily uh been with sniper elite because the others hadn't were not day and date they got to get in on the ground floor with kind of the hype around it in in a month where there wasn't a ton truly happening in the Game Pass space, if memory serves. So I was really glad to see that that game uh, got its due and did pretty well, all things considered. Uh, and lastly, Ains, I do apologize for uh, having to watch. It was double overtime, man. PKs. Sorry. Bro. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all good. All right. Um, June. Also, so in invading as a Nazi. Hilarious mechanic. Uh, and they should put that in all the other games. Oh, yeah. all the other games, really three or five. Years, I mean. just roll in as yeah. a Nazi. Yeah, I want to. I want them to put it in every game. I'll, honestly, it would it make invasion has never oh. felt more appropriate than when you invade as a Nazi because you no, feel it just like hilarious. Doing. In a world of yeah. clips, Travis, you made that yeah. statement. <laughs> God. That's fine. That's fine. I know. I, I tried to move on, and he's like invading as a Nazi. He's like hilarious. No. I'm I'm Kanyeing this moment. I'm doubling down. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. I love invading as Nazis. <laughs> the Jewish guy. <laughs> he does um, have plot armor. Come on now. <laughs> In June, we got uh, Diablo Immortal, which whew, uh, Mario Strikers, which is another uh, Travis review. We got the Quarry. We got the uh, new console updates for Resident Evil 2 and 3. Got Neon White, which is all over kind of high list this year. We got yeah, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, another great one. We got Fall Guys on console. Uh, we got the Cuphead expansion, Delicious Last Course, finally. And we got, well, maybe we did. I might have had the wrong release on this one. The Sunbreak expansion for Monster Hunter Rise. Maybe that was PC. So sorry about that one. All um, right. So off, off the yeah. list I'm looking at, I would say yeah. that I really enjoyed, in terms of forgotten, just off of the list that you just said, I really enjoyed a game called Card Shark. Which yes. takes place during the ah, French Revolution yeah. as you, as you learned to cheat at cards. And then I mm -hmm. also quite enjoyed uh, the second AI game, Somnium Files, the Nirvana Initiative, um, mm. which uh, is a follow up to AI, the Somnium Files, I believe. They decided to keep the whole title and strap this, the subtitle for the sequel onto it. Um, mm -hmm. But that's a, that's a detective game um, set uh, similarly to like the 999s. Uh, or the Virtue's Last Reward type games. Uh, and uh, it's a good time. It's an acquired taste. It's very Japanese. Uh, but uh, I like those. 
Uh, in particular, Card Shark is one that you should check out if you're at all interested in, you know, the French Revolution and card playing. It, well, movie. and the funny thing is it got like there are a lot of people I talked to that really enjoyed that game. Like it, it seemed to be pretty well received, Card Shark. Well, it, it, it basically doesn't have gameplay. It has like little mini games. So I could definitely see people being like, well, what is what am I even playing here? Mm. Uh, but it's such a great idea uh and so unusual like this isn't going to get greenlit by anybody with real money uh and so <laughs> I, I really like to support those because it did have some interesting stuff um and i like i like teams that make the most of what they have as resources so it is 2d but it has a it has a stylish look uh and who doesn't love cheating people out of money at cards <laughs> uh also i'm about to blow your guys's mind with a game so forgotten it didn't make ains's list even though it's triple a and it's sort of the ultimate forgotten game, which is uh -oh. Outriders World Slayer. Outriders World Slayer came out in June. I reviewed it. Okay. We all talked about it for a long time on we the did. show. It we had a debate over the loot systems. I yeah, remember. it completely got forgotten about in really everyone's mind, including my own. I had to like go and look through my reviews to realize like, oh yeah, I reviewed that game this year. <laughs> and, and I previewed it the month before. I played a lot of that game. Um, so yeah, I, I think that is like a perfect example of a forgotten game. And it's, it's only five months game. ago too. Like, it was not that long ago, <laughs> but like it, it just completely fell off the map in terms of anyone's consciousness. So that came out in June. I quite enjoyed that. Uh, also, uh, I reviewed Mario Strikers, which yes. I, I also really liked. I think that's a good yeah. game. So have they added content? The, the thing I heard about Strikers was very fun game, very light on content. Yeah. They had a couple more characters that got added. They got another arena that got added. They still haven't, I mean, it still feels like a very small kind of light game. game. Yeah, okay. there's still fewer characters than there were in the last Marvel, uh, Mario Strikers game. So, okay. Yeah, uh, I'll talk about the quarry. The quarry, if you like those, um, you know, if you like that style of horror game, the whole interactive cinematic movie horror game, uh, quite good. I really enjoyed my time with the quarry. I play those with my wife. And, it's goofy. Uh, I like Corey. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's it's an '80s goofy horror movie in video game form, and uh, it was fun, fun one. Uh, I'll also shout out um, Cuphead's expansion. You know, I'm a Cuphead fanatic. So good. Uh, played this. Uh, in fact, I'm about to 100% all of Cuphead with the expansion now. I'm, I think I'm one or two achievements away. Mm. Um, but I I I loved it. It's very good. Uh, I was a little disappointed in its length. I knew it was just an expansion, but for a four year wait for that to only get, you know, six more bosses was a little disappointing, but it is uh, when you look at it as a complete package cuphead, it's a uh, fantastic game. And, this is why uh, we don't hand animate video games, Ains. You're not kidding. <laughs> you are not kidding. Yeah. And shredders revenge got a lot of praise, very mm -hmm. highly rated game, classic arcade co-op experience. Um, fantastic game. Need to less, finish less mean than the other turtles games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. I mean, it gives you that that experience. So it's cool. All right. July, I have as dusk falls. We got the Hot Wheels expansion for Forza Horizon 5. We got the game of the year winner Stray. We got Live Alive. Why? We got Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which Hogue, uh, you know, is working on. And we got, thanks to Fistring in the chat, who reminded me, because I would not have put it on the list, we got Digimon Survive. Tag me in, Coach. Um, go on in. Go on in, sir. This, th so this is the one that I wanted to talk about from the moment you you invited me on this show. And that's the okay. Forza Horizon 5 expansion. Um, I have been openly critical on XEP and others 
uh, about how badly botched Microsoft handled the launch of this. And it sucks because the game is elite. I think it's a top tier uh, racing title. And they chose to do very little to no marketing and PR for it next to and in favor of As Dusk Falls. And in a year where Microsoft is so content light to have something within the first party AAA space that they could have promoted and talked about more and the expansion is genuinely fantastic, they chose to spotlight an indie game that has its own merits. Uh, but why not move it by a month? Why not space it out just a bit? Somehow, some way, this game has been, or this expansion forgotten, this game not discussed in, in podcasting circles, didn't come up very much around Game of the Year conversations. And what a disappointment, all things considered, because the actual game is fantastic. And the, Microsoft shot themselves in a foot in a year they couldn't really, or should not have uh, been shooting themselves in a foot at all. And it just really disappoints me on so many levels to see such a great experience just ignored by Microsoft PR and marketing in favor of As Dusk Falls when move it, move it by a month. What damage <laughs> was going to happen? Like, what well, you had nothing else, move it a month. And it really, really frustrates me because people, uh, Game Pass subscribers, promotional efforts, uh, so many ways to to enjoy that title uh, were just ignored. And it's Luke, sucks. do you think there's any problem with the fact that they already did a Hot Wheels expansion? Because I felt like they were returning to a well. I do not, given the, the quality and reception of the first one. Yeah, um, I'm not talking about the gameplay itself. I'm talking about, like, in my head. I'm like, oh, they're doing another Hot Wheels one. I mean, that's how I felt about it. I think that was... I understand where you're coming from. My alternative idea was that they do... Um, like an exploration of Microsoft franchises, like you're you riding through tracks in a Sea of Thieves level, you're you're being chased by a Brumach, or kind of an expansion on that Forza Horizon Four Halo level, like that concept. That was my idea for an expansion for Forza Horizon. I don't think it's a problem that they returned to Hot Wheels, given its quality, but yeah. I do think it was less uh, impactful. You know, then the yeah, first I mean, time. That's what I, the first time they did Hot Wheels because you know it's it's fun to see it in AAA with the sun coming through it and doing the plastic stuff and all that. Mm -hmm. First time I was like, oh, that's amazing. Then they do Legos, amazing. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, we're, I, I wonder what they'll do for four or or, or five, sorry. And uh, it's like, oh, it's Hot Wheels again. And I just I just didn't pop into it as much. Um, and that's that could be my fault. I didn't I didn't like as Dust Falls either. So I mean, it's it's either mm -hmm. way on these kinds of things. I know Ames really mm -hmm. liked that one. I hated um, as falls. Well, yeah, I, Luke, it, Luke famously, we've talked in our chat okay. about he didn't but, like it at all. But yeah. I didn't like it. Not, not. I think it's bad. I just didn't like it. That is not my kind of game. At well, all. It is my kind of game. Uh, okay, so that's a different <laughs> no. type of dislike then, for sure. Yeah, no. no, no. So it just didn't work for me. But uh, yeah, I, it's interesting you said about Forza Horizon because I, I, you know, I downloaded it. I have it because I got the, you know, the, the big version of Forza, mm -hmm. uh, and. I haven't, I truly haven't played it very much. Yeah. I think, I think you and a lot of people, I think the, the conversation dead on arrival, nobody talked about it because there was no impact. It's kind of like when Disney puts out a movie, does zero marketing and like, well, it didn't do well. It's like, Oh, right. strange world. Yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that one got butchered. But I think Ains truly skipped the, the clear winner of forgotten excellent games in July, which is he didn't mention at all power wash simulator. Right, oh, which man. I don't know if you were in my timeline, you were seeing people power washing everything. Uh, <laughs> good point. And, uh, well made. I'm just saying it was out right there. 
It's out there. Yeah, it's out July there. July for right. me was 100% dominated by uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That was literally my entire month. I think I got the code at the very end of June and I finished the review at the end of July. Yeah, so you were so that happy to get three weeks. You were so happy to get yeah. three weeks. I was so happy to get three weeks and then a week to write and work on the video. Uh, <laughs> I also reviewed the game um, Digimon Survive that came out in July, but we didn't do the review until after the game was out. So my review posted in August. So uh, okay. I think of it as an August game because I played it then. But Digimon Survive, I think I gave it a six out of ten. It's like a little bit muddy in terms of its gameplay. It's not not a uh, not very fun, but it's a competent graphic or graphic visual novel. So if you're into visual novels, um, it tells a pretty interesting story using the world of Digimon if you care about the world of Digimon. So uh, interesting. That was an interesting one. Yeah, Fish String in the chat was mentioning he said he really loved it. So um some yeah. people did. The combat yeah. was really hard to get around and they make you do it a lot. Uh, okay. More more than they should have. So Gotcha. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did review as Dust Falls. Uh, I did enjoy it. I don't think it's uh, game of the year material or anything like that, but I thought it was a, a good concept done well. I did play through it twice, actually, because I wanted to see with that type of game. Did, did, can you really make a difference, you know, in how things turn out and pretty significant changes in what can happen in certain situations, which I enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, it was it's neat. I think it, it won. What award did it win at Game Boy? It won something. Um, I don't think it did. It was nominated for narrative. No, it definitely won because the woman. Won I, talk, yeah. I talked to the woman about the game, and she was. Up I think on it was stage. like art or something like that, or it won won some like. Yeah. It couldn't have won art. It won uh, something. Art? It no, was, art direction was won by uh, Elden Ring. Not art direction. I think it was like something. I can't remember. Something, Can someone look it up real quick so I'm not typing yeah. while talking here? I'll do it. Um, games yeah, for it impact. Oh god, that's a category. Game for impact. That doesn't even yeah. count. <laughs> it was the woke award interesting. Well, it doesn't, you don't even have to get political on it it doesn't mean anything at all what is the impact of, of as dusk falls well that goes back um, to our conversation from last week we had about some of these categories that travis made is like or travis pointed out it's like what does that even mean you know like, i made the categories blame it on me the <laughs> <laughs> Send your um, to travis he's responsible for the game awards category I mean, that's like that's, right. that's like when uh people uh message me about games i review and i give them a bad review and then they message me like i made the game and are mad yeah. at me my favorites are the stories that you get from like IGN or Kotaku or Polygon or wherever where people message them when there's a delay announcement. And it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, Why would you I'm, do this? I'm a magazine, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get the super chat from Jay Mo Money in the house with the 199 super chat. Final Fantasy Six for life. Bravo, man. Bravo. Maybe, and, and, and you know, that Pixel Remaster came out this year. Uh, so they might be referencing that since we didn't reference it separately in this list, which is obviously an excellent remaster. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, one of the legendary games. And on that note, let's do another giveaway. $25, your platform of choice. Put in hashtag FF6 in the uh in the chat. I'll enter you for the uh, giveaway. The, the Roman numeral or the or the Greek? The the normal normal six, the number six, not Roman numeral. <laughs> yeah, 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 you got it. You got it. They got it. They know Arabic numerals. Arabic numbers. Yeah. See. Yeah. Great go. minds. See, but <laughs> All right. Now you're going to confuse yeah. them. We'll let that <laughs> we'll let that run for a minute or two. Go ahead and uh, do that. I'll pick a winner here shortly. We'll move on to August in the meantime. August saw Saints Row, uh, <laughs> Cult of the Lamb, uh, Rumbleverse. You know the uh, melee Fortnite, if you will. Multiverses, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Midnight mm -hmm. Fight Express. I put on there for you, Travis. Uh, Immortality. Beautiful. I think 
someone played that game i know i don't know who it was uh, inscription came out on playstation uh teenage mutant ninja turtles cowabunga collection uh and tiny kin i put on here because i've heard from people that that is a, a very fun game as well but your list is uh, porous as in full of holes mr bolden <laughs> it seems to be every month hit me uh well arcade paradise which is one of my favorite games of the year comes out in august it's a good game you got me to play that one hey Sweet. there you go um uh, we mentioned roller drum comes out in august yes right yep. so that's one of the yeah that was a really fun game it was really fun i'm still i'm horrible at it but i i, I enjoyed it and of course one of the biggest ones in hog house more than i think like 100 hours played two point campus comes out in august Two Point Campus, Two yes, Point Campus. also so, a good game. Fantastic. Got a little bit of play at the Northup household as well. There you go, <laughs> the Northup household. Yeah, no, Two Point, <laughs> two point Campus. Uh, the review from uh, Mrs. Hoaglaw is that she preferred Hospital a little bit, but that there's okay. a lot of imaginative stuff with Campus, and there's a lot. There's clearly more money and and better animations, uh, and more fun stuff to see with some of the interactions with things. A little bit more um sims like in terms of enjoying the animations and a little bit less strategy like as as yeah. hospital was and the review okay. from Thai girl travis is that she generally enjoys high schools more than hospitals but was very confused by the by the game mechanics and eventually lost interest as she does with pretty much a lot well, the first thing you need to tell her is that it's a college uh, but, but. Yeah. or sorry yeah college college she um, knew what it was. I think she, yeah. she, yeah, they went to prom. I can't remember what she did. She man managed to make it feel way more like high school. I was like, what are you doing? All right, I'm going to give it one more minute on the uh, hashtag FF6 for the $25 giveaway. While you're doing that, please hit that like button. Help us out a bit. I would appreciate it. And we'll pick a winner here in a minute. Uh, Saints Row, guys, a reboot that Oof. was, uh, you know, seemed to be pretty heavily uh, anticipated. Although I think we said before launch, we were kind of nervous about it. Uh, you know, to see where it landed. And if I recall correctly, I have not played it. If I recall correctly, it launched with some pretty notable bugs and kind of issues. Performance. Uh, it was issues. also just lifeless. It was a little bit of a lifeless world. I, so the, okay. the, the, the real tragedy with Saints Row is that a lot of people were saying, oh, this isn't my old Saints Row crew. I don't like the art style, blah, blah. All these like things that I would consider kind of like a little bit of toxic behavior uh, online. And the game ended up failing. And I think that it failed for completely different reasons, but people aren't going to remember that when they're looking at it historically. It failed because it came out half-baked and the world was like lifeless. And But, you know, the stuff like the, you know, the, the that people were upset about in the initial reveal, I think ended up not being an issue for most people, certainly not for me. I was very hopeful about that game and I was pretty devastated to see the sorry state it came out in. Unfortunately. Yeah, so a couple of things. Saints Row gets a performance patch about a month ago. Um, it's it's about a lot more close to when it should have released. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's it is an old school kind of um, open world, so it doesn't have dynamism. It doesn't have the things you'd want to see. But Saints Row to me was always the discount store Grand Theft Auto, yeah. uh, and so Saints Row new recipe kind of continues with that. I would disagree with Travis on one thing which is that I do think overall, whether you call it toxic or not, certainly people are toxic all over the place. Um, they, the deliberate decision to move away from uh, where they had gotten, which was just ridiculous satirical zaniness, the earth explodes, you're all in a simulation, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. And trying to make it more grounded, uh, I think leads to that lifelessness in some way. They, they, they themselves clearly had trouble kind of figuring out what these stories should be without going too zany and then without, being boring 
Uh, and so a lot of the stuff comes across as this kind of middle road of, yeah, we're still zany and toxic sludge and stuff, except that, no, we're trying to make this seem somewhat realistic, which is a tone that kind of figured out in like Saints Row 2, uh, give or take. And then this one is just botched. I don't know whether there's just different people. I think a lot of the same people are still there. Uh, I like Volition a lot. I'm one of the few people that will defend, you know, uh, the the what is it, Agents of Mayhem. I, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of good ideas in that. I like game. that game. Yeah, but Saints Row to me was just kind of there. It's 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 a seven type game. Once you get past the performance stuff, and they they basically have uh, at this point, it's just not super enthusiastic. It's not. It's not something you say, hey, I, I, I would need to fire up Saints Row. It's what I feel like right now. And that's <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think they were definitely yeah. going for a Saints Row 2 vibe, which a lot of people in the series yeah. would say that's the best one. I think I think that's what they were trying to channel. I think they got that right with the tone. What I was referring to with the toxicity was the initial reveal of, you know, people, you know, there's just a lot of maidenless behavior is what I describe it as. <laughs> in the, in the YouTube comments. I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I, I do think, you know, when, when you have those interviews that talk about, well, you know, we're, we got all the kind of catchphrases. We're not going to punch down and we need to bring things back up to modern society. And we couldn't make those jokes anymore. Like you're setting people up to think a certain way about your game. And True. So I, think, I think people need to be people, meaning developers need to be a little bit more circumspect about both their planning and then what they're going to tell people, because you can set expectations in a way that are self-defeating. Correct. I agree. And I think I think they did set themselves up for that very well. Um, I also disagree. I think you can make jokes in today's day and age. You just have to uh, live with a certain groups of people not liking those jokes, which is sort of uh, the risk and that you take with comedy. So, I heard High on Life has great comedy. I'm kidding. I'm it certainly has on. comedy that a lot of people <laughs> think isn't woke. That's, that's <laughs> true. Um, all right, let's pick the winner here real quick of the FF6 giveaway. Doing it now. We've got 37 people entered. All right. Um, while well, that's Midnight Fight Express, one you reviewed and enjoyed, Travis. That was a good one. Yes, I'll talk about that one. Uh, so I actually didn't review that one. I wish I did. I previewed it. Um, so a couple of these I previewed, actually, and ended up playing like a, um, uh, the Roller Drone was another one I previewed but didn't review. So uh, Midnight Fight Express is an amazing game. I actually went back and played it when it came out. It's on Game Pass. You should definitely play it super surprising if you like hotline miami and those sorts of games it's like that it's got a lot of like uh charm to it and silliness uh but also just like you know you running around and pulling off badass stunts it makes you feel like john wick that's it it's just john wick the game you're just going around throwing (laughs) chairs at people punching them in the face grabbing their guns you know it's just really ridiculous over the top uh and really good fun it's also a short play I think this year was like a, when I was a year where I did 25 reviews, I was just really hurting for like games that respected my time and that I could get through and, you know, a sitting or two and midnight suns was one of those or midnight suns midnight yeah. fight express was one of those where, you know, I hopped in, I finished it and I was like, this is dope. And then I, I got out there and I did something else. So cool. Great. Very cool. Midnight, uh, fight express, wh- not midnight suns. That game will take you forever. Well, I was going to say <laughs> out of games that respect yeah. your time. That's not really where I would put midnight. Suns, <laughs> no, not definitely not. No last no. two that I don't need to talk about in August Danes, but I did really like RPG time, which is the game that takes place in a kid's notebook at, at middle school that goes through a bunch of, oh, like, of okay. RPG mechanics uh, uh-huh. that came out in August. And then I also, uh, I, I enjoy, uh, soul hackers 2 which is really a, a yep. kind of entry into the persona series 
that I think gets overlooked a little bit that I think a lot of people would like um, to check out. Cool. Yeah, I saw a few Can people I... talking about that one when it released. Uh, let me let me just announce the winner. Painful Discourse. Uh, you are the winner of our second $25 giveaway, uh, which is a, uh, I love that name. But uh, yeah, reach out to me in DM and we'll get you the code. Congratulations. That's what, ta- that's what Travis was talking about vis-a-vis Saints Row. Painful Discourse. Painful Discourse. <laughs> yeah. Go discourse ahead, is often painful, but that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I just wanted to, to shout out the Calabunga collection because that did a lot to to work towards game preservation. I know I've I've, I've been accidentally and intentionally plugging XCP here and there, but I had Stephen Frost on who works at uh, Digital Eclipse, and they do a really good job at at taking old games and allowing them to be preserved uh, mm-hmm. and be played again by audiences that might have lost them and not to mention that in order for the cowabunga collection to exist they did something that they had not been able to do before with like previous entries like Mega Man collection and such they they got old licenses to to kind of come out of the woodwork and and bring these games back they also did a ton of going into the vaults at Konami and just bringing out massive amounts of content such as uh like concept art and level designs on paper uh, that's cool. all included in this. And it just really shows kind of the stuff they've done. They did the same things uh, with the Atari collection. Uh, I love the Atari ago. collection. Yeah. Uh, th- these collections by Digital Eclipse are special uh, and not to be forgotten. I don't want them to be one of the forgotten games, collections, what have you. Uh, definitely pick it up. And, and a lot of really cool stuff that's fun in there. Um, also, Multiverses did a lot of really cool things in, in that yes. genre as well. I that I think is... Yeah, same. Um, One Smash best fighting games. game. And d- I, perhaps deservedly so, because uh, Midnight Fight Express uh, and what was the other one that we were Seafood. joking about? Seafood, Midnight yeah. Fight Express and Seafood are not fighting games. No. What? How could they not be? Um, you press buttons. <laughs> but there's so much fighting in them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I really, really like Multiverses. I think it's a really fun game. It's a, For me, it's a, like a every now and again, pick up and play. And they've done a lot of, got a really, a lot of really cool characters in there. And as a DC fan, um, you know, I get to jump in and play as Batman and Superman, and that's fun too. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Multiverses and Rumbleverse, both free to play, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't play Rumbleverse, I play it briefly. It's think Fortnite with Melee. I mean, that's cool. pretty much what it is. It's Fortnite and uh, Melee form. Smash Bros. Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. And then I will shout out, big shout out to Cult of the Lamb. Uh, that is a uh, yeah. beloved game. I enjoyed it. And I know the contributors over at SG, there's a couple who just adore that game. Yeah. Um, so one of our, there's a, uh, our there's a, kind of big a sheep, ones. sheep cultist, uh, plushie somewhere in this house. Uh, that is Thai girl Travis's, uh, would it be a lamb? Is it a lamb? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is there, is there actually a difference between a sheep and a lamb? I don't even know that. Each. To be honest with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is funny, but yes, uh, they were, I think they were given away and I know you could buy the, the plushie too. It looked pretty cool. So. Um, anyway, uh, I will no, also, I don't know uh, enough about stars. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've, we've talked, uh, we've obviously talked about immortality. Uh, I will shout out inscription too. I haven't played it. It released on Breaking. PlayStation in August. Now that came out in 2021. Good. Yeah. Correct. But it, uh, it PlayStation got really, released on PlayStation. Yeah. Great game. Yep. All right. September brings us, uh, last of us for the third time on PlayStation five. I hate my it, life. I'm not familiar with that game. Is it a part of some fourth time? It's a fighting game. It's the fourth time, Ains. Just to be clear, it's the fourth time. Fourth time. And it's not fun. Wait a minute. Is it not? Is it the fourth time? It's it's released. First game. PlayStation Master. It's this. 
No, no, no. They remastered it first. Yeah, I know, but that's the second time. They played it, remaster, and then yep. they did a PlayStation 4 release and then a PlayStation 5 release. No, oh, the PlayStation, PlayStation 4, 4 release is, is the remaster. remaster. Are we sure? I'm positive. This is the third release. It's the third release in nine years. <laughs> Still not fun. <laughs> Look it up, Travis. Anyway, anyway, what, anyway. Marvel Snap uh, we got the new gen update for Biomutant. You know I got to call that out. Uh, we got yeah, Steel Rising, it. Splatoon 3, Metal Hellsinger, Return to Monkey Island, Deathloop launched on Xbox. We got one that I think oh, I've oh, literally only heard Hogue talk about, the Diofield Chronicle. And, of course, we Dio got Diofield Chronicle, see? And Grounded. All right, so what did you miss? You missed the biggest one, which is going to make them a fortune eventually, which is Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Dreamlight Valley, um, right. Still going right. strong. Did it come out? Do you count that? Like right. early access? Well, I, I think it's very out. Yeah. <laughs> they they, they take money for it. Uh, sure. It's it's out. Uh, and early access to me is a, lo a little bit like Fortnite having years of saying it was in beta uh, sure. for the for the uh, Battle Royale. Whatever the, the, but to be fair, Hogue, there are some games that feel like they didn't really come out until the early access was out. I would argue Dream Dreamlight Valley is not one of those because... To your point, they sold it, and they've now put more content into it, and there's a bunch of stuff in that game, live events, which sort of doesn't feel like early access to me. Um, but one game that came out in September is Grounded, which really did not feel like it came out until it came out, right? Like, it sort of... Mm -hmm. I played that game one, two years ago, and then one year ago, and all the times I played it, I was like, eh, this isn't really a game yet, and then I played it in September. And I, I think the early cool. access grounded model is kind of what we're more familiar with. I think the Dreamlight Valley model is that Founders Pack model where they're just exactly kind of right. testing things, yep. uh, but otherwise it's out. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. So September was an interesting month for me. I reviewed Dreamlight Valley. I reviewed Steel Rising. It's a kind of a forgotten game. Came out that month. Yeah, I didn't care much for it, honestly. But yeah, it's all right. Did you, you didn't even finish your review, did you? Didn't uh, isn't that one that you bailed on it? Like you couldn't you couldn't get all the way through it, so you just stopped reviewing it. Is that I the one? I I don't remember. I didn't finish it. I know that. Um, okay. but I I don't think I don't remember. Honestly. Yeah, I think you were trying to review that, and then you were just like, ah, the game's out, and I don't like it. I'm not going to review it. Which fair enough. No review is the harshest review, by the way. I, I can tell you this. <laughs> From my experience with developers, they would much rather have like a three or a four out of ten than no review. Because no review is like usually like, eh, it wasn't even really worth talking about. Yikes. Um, and I also reviewed Grounded that month, which I yeah. spent so much of my time in Grounded and have spent a lot of time in it since. So that was a great, uh, great month for games. For me, yes, Splatoon three game. goes without saying. Uh, I think it was 3. one of the biggest sellers in Japan, like all time. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this on the show, Ants, but I think. <laughs> oh, dying. Go ahead, Travis. I think you and I. I don't know if you play. I think you talked to me about playing it. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but oh. I played Return to Monkey Island that month, which mm -hmm. was really really great and i don't know if mm -hmm. we talked about it on the show at all but that that was ended we up did talk about on the show briefly uh i have not played it it wasn't me um, okay but we, oh it's we good did talk about it. it's very good yeah <laughs> no, it really uh, captures it captures the old monkey island really nicely yeah i love the art uh, style i love yeah everything about that game really really um, <laughs> i haven't talked to enough about that game yeah yeah no i've heard great things as well um 
And Diophil Chronicle, I know you talked about previously, Hogue. You said it's one of those kind of seven out of tens that will be remembered by, I think you called it a potential cult classic. At I time. did. I was going to say that just now. I think it is a cult classic. I think it does a lot of really cool things. I think it'll probably be used by other people doing bigger projects as examples uh, of how to handle certain aspects of strategy in real time. Uh, but it's 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 wonderful. Um, I love Diophil Chronicle. I will say uh, it is named like a game that wanted to be a cult cl- cult classic, and 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 no no larger audience than that. <laughs> you know, with the, I, I don't you know. know what what I, do. I have I have that one installed. I want to play that one. I don't know what to do with Square. They uh, they make choices. Deal field is great. I, I I'm surprised we didn't talk about Babylon's Fall more. I mean, come on. It was aptly um, named. <laughs> in october we get uh over with a long-awaited overwatch 2 hey, one thing scored. i do want to call out i don't oh, know whether sorry. i don't know where this falls in early access land but i've really enjoyed my time with temtem oh okay. yes i um, reviewed temtem oh i don't even think i realized that so yeah, yeah temtem i think officially releases in september pokemon okay. game obviously more than inspired by pokemon uh but it's nice to play a hard pokemon game honestly it was also better than Pokemon in a lot of ways. They solved so many problems that Pokemon has. They finally got the MMO thing right, which I would argue the Scarlet and Violet did worse uh, on yeah. in, in terms of the multiplayer part. It solves like the whole uh, TM and or not TM, the whole uh, PP and just using the same moves over and over again thing by using energy mm. bar system. Yep. I reviewed that game over a year ago before it was fully released and we ended up not doing a post full release review i actually petitioned dan stapleton to do it but then he looked at the metrics and saw that there just wasn't much conversation around it unfortunately totally fine uh, yeah and i don't know whether to count that as release it officially releases but they had a lot of especially on pc a lot of back uh, support but Um, i gave it an eight even when it was a year ago when it was an unfinished game and i would say like i've played that with my fiance since and it's it's honestly way better than people give it credit for. It's such a good game. It's a very elaborate battle system that is quite difficult in parts, and I I like that. Pokemon yeah. never pushes back enough. Never. Yeah, you get your ass kicked in some of those boss fights. It's it's pretty uh pretty awesome. Nice. Good game. Nice. Um <clears throat> all right, so uh October, pretty big month. Uh Overwatch 2, Scorn. Got Plague Tale Requiem, you know, one of the game of the year runners. We got Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. We got Gotham Knights. Uh, we got Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. New Tales from the Borderlands. Bayonetta 3. Obviously, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And then we got the expansion for Resident Evil Village Shadows of Rose. Um, so, some, some pretty major releases here. I had a lot of fun in October. I'll talk because I feel like you guys are going to talk about the big ones. Um, I really liked Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed. That was a really, really fun game. I do too. I I think it's just a good fun. It captures a lot of uh, a lot of the the nostalgic good time, but combines it with good gameplay. And there's a fun simplicity to it that I just I enjoy just going in and having a good time, being a Ghostbuster. And when I'm done, I jump out and then I'll go. Uh, that's a game I'll probably revisit pretty regularly. It's very uh, fast. Yeah. 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 And, and it's just sim- simple video game fun uh which is how i would describe a good good chunk of gotham knights once you get past some of its direction problems i actually had a lot of fun in gotham knights i 1k'd it um i think i did 60 hours into it haven't gone into heroic assault i wanted to do more content around it um at the time just got busy but i had a lot of fun with gotham knights once i let it be gotham knights and not arkham knights 2 uh and that that 
step past it, uh, let me enjoy it in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm a diehard DC fan, so there is that element of it. But I got to save Gotham once again, which as a DC fan, great. I got you know enjoyed that. But those are two games that really helped me enjoy my my October gaming run amidst some of the other heavy hitters because October was packed for stuff to to be interested in. I didn't even look at Scorn, which I thought I would have. Plague Tale was never my jam. Uh, and I absolutely loved Shadows uh, or sorry, Modern Warfare 2. And I really enjoyed Shadows of Rose, despite it being kind of lackluster. It let me go back to Resident Evil. So like October for me was awesome for stuff that I enjoyed playing. So forget your review scores on that front. I had fun. I like the direct attack yeah. on Travis, really. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Octo October was the month of me crushing Luke's dreams because uh, I reviewed uh, <laughs> most of those games you talked about. I reviewed um, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed, which I gave a 6 out of 10. Mm -hmm. um, which he convinced also, me to buy with that 6 out of 10 because correct, I really Yeah, so my, my review is basically that I, I liked it, but it has, you know, balance issues, content issue, like uh, content quantity issues, that sort mm -hmm. of stuff that kind of just made it made it you know eh, it's okay it's a it's an okay game um and then uh i reviewed gotham knights which is a, a game i gave a five out of ten <laughs> sorry luke um but yeah to your point it's it's yeah you have to get past it being arkham not being arkham knight because it's worse yeah um but yeah uh it, I, that is that is sort of the problem right is that it's worse than the, the, the yeah. a, a game that came out a long time ago um and, and i also reviewed plague tale plague tale requiem which so did I. I know it's not your jam luke but that is the best game I played that month, I think. So it's a great game. Actually, uh, well, Mario, Mario Plus Rabbit. It's absolutely hilarious because I keep getting bored of Plague Tale One, and I'm never going to play Plague Tale Two because I can't. Probably not. I keep getting bored of it. Yeah. Same. Plague Tale Two is better, in my opinion. Uh, I know, but you told me I have to play design. one. The you stories are directly connected. I really yeah. want to respond to Travis's statement about about like how he reviewed him and he gave him review scores, and I think. That's the difference between having to review for a site objectively versus being just interested. Like you had to look at really analytical approaches to those games. And I think it's a very fair, understandable approach to having to look at, you know, Ghostbusters and what content it gives you and having to look at Ar Gotham and compare it to the others. I didn't have to do that. I could just go in and play yeah. as a fan. And that is the difference, I think, because nobody, I, I don't think I, I think I actually messaged you. You, I can't disagree with a lot of what you said in your review. I think I agree with almost all of it. And I still had a blast. And, and that is this nice to Travis Luke. He screwed up yeah. on Gotham Knights. It's fine. Yeah. I don't think I did. <laughs> but uh, I think he screwed up on the could... score, but not the critiques. Like he actively critiques stuff that deserves critique in my mind. But the weight of which he, he offered some of those things, like I would not have gone five. I would have no, gone a, for a seven. A, I think I might have pushed him up yeah. from a four. Man, which which is wild <laughs> you know, to me you know, because there's so much. Go ahead. I, I would have never have given that game a four. I don't think it's a actively bad game. I just think it's it's very mediocre. It doesn't do really anything super well. It does a lot of things okay, but I wouldn't say there's anything in that game where you're like, wow, it absolutely nails this. Right? It just sort of does a lot of stuff. Like, all right, it's okay. I see. I, uh, I disagree about my problem with that. Um, <laughs> and, and, which I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I wish I, I, I wish we would have gotten to do that podcast. We were supposed yeah. to do a podcast together to talk about it, and we didn't. We didn't end up. That ended up coming together. Um, I but, wrote a good counterpoint piece that I put on SG a few weeks ago yeah. for Gotham Knights for anybody that wants to to take to to go the other route uh, for it. I, I I enjoyed writing that one because yeah. you're. I wish we could have done that one. That would have been fun. It would have been a good show. Um, but yeah, to to Hoke's point, you know, he bought 
uh, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed based on my six out of 10 review. And I think that that's the point of like writing a a review is that it's more than the score. If you read the words and you say, okay, look, this guy has some valid criticisms, but I don't think any of these are deal breakers. You can buy and enjoy a five out of 10 game. It just really depends on what you want out of that. And I think I I'll say this, the five out of 10 score was useful for a lot of people who uh, looked at that and said, okay, yeah, this isn't, this isn't the game that I wanted. And I, I mean, they're out of all the games this year that got backlash from our review scores. And obviously the consensus from the commenters is by no means a, uh, a, uh, an indicator that I'm right or wrong, but that was one of the ones where a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> you know, they were happy with the score for once, uh, which is which is interesting from a game with that much acclaim and hype behind it. Fair enough. I know. Um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. We could talk more on Plague Tale Requiem. I really enjoyed one of my favorites of the year. Modern Warfare Two is Modern Warfare Two. I mean, you know, it's just it's between that and Warzone, it's it's one and two most played games in the world right now. Um, well, in terms of forgotten games in October, I do think Star Ocean is not nearly as bad as it probably should be. Yeah. Um, Star Ocean turned out better, certainly than its immediate predecessor. Um, this okay. is one that I picked up during like the Thanksgiving Black Friday type sale. Me too. Me too. Um, huh? And I, 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 I dropped into it and I was like, whoa, hey, hey now. <laughs> um, and so Star Ocean Divine Force is okay. Cool. Not bad. Not bad. Very cool. Also, Sparks of Hope is amazing. Sparks of Hope. We I don't know that anybody's forgotten about Sparks of Hope. I still kind of prefer the setup in the first game, but Sparks of Hope is very good. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. It's uh, it's in the bakery waiting for me. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <never>. <laughs> uh, and in November we had another big month. Uh, do my best to capture these. So uh, I call out the Entropy Center only because uh, I know our reviewer really liked that one. Uh, I had Harvestella. We had Sonic frontiers did it is why does it feel like sonic released before that no no okay. it's november no, no november okay so yeah. now i'm on, now it's i'm right against sonic. ragnarok because i had the two squares up. also uh That's hogue right. we did we did a bad thing which is we forgot slime ranchers 2 in september i reviewed slime ranchers well. 2 i don't consider to be out i don't think it's remotely yeah. close to out yeah you're, you're probably right it's not but it's it has a finished. lot of uh has a lot of um excitement behind a lot of people slime ranchers 2 is going to be awesome it is not it is not done at all not done yeah okay uh sonic frontiers god of war ragnarok obviously vampire survivors tactics ogre reborn uh somerville pentiment uh war zone 2 officially launched goat simulator 3 uh pokemon violet and scarlet uh the devil in me and evil west in november well yeah front mission i've been playing front mission again okay okay um so that's in november for me, I reviewed uh, I reviewed Pentiment, which I've talked about before, so I don't need to go on about that. I really enjoyed it. Nobody's um, forgotten Pentiment, Ames. No, no one's no one's forgotten most of these. Oh, uh, damn! We also forgot Marvel Snap that came out in October. Okay, Marvel Snap, yeah, big game. Yeah, yeah, Marvel Snap release dates. It's just it is. It always has been. Always will be. Always was. Yes. Very Correct. true. Uh, I hit collection level 500 yesterday, boys. Oh my God. I'm still playing. Nice. I'm, I'm, at I'm still playing a mobile game. You're making I me mean, feel like on. a crack dealer or something, like telling you you didn't want to play this game at all. I'm still <laughs> playing it every day. I don't play it often. Like I'll play. But that's the that's I, the beauty of it is you don't have yeah. to. You can just play like two or three matches a day. You know what I mean? I, I, I called it excellent for American you. football. It is yeah. almost exactly the time of a commercial. Like I, I don't really know how someone could sit there and say play like 20 matches in a row. Like 
but playing like two, three matches at a it's time. It's a thousand something. It's not going to get 1,900 and something. I'm almost at 2,000. Lord. You're yeah. a crazy person. Yeah. You're, you're out of your mind. Uh, Vampire Survivors has taken the world by storm. Kind of ended up on a bunch of different lists. It's all over the place. <laughs> it's a great uh, game. Yeah. I mean, people love this game. It's, yeah. You don't have to like it, but it's true. I, I mean, don't this game is everywhere. Like it. it is yeah. nothing. It is nothing. I don't dislike it. It is nothing. Those are not sentences <laughs> that go together. Those are very mixed messages. Unless, you walk uh, around, you make builds. It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> November, um, my reviews were Sonic Frontiers. Yep. No which you gave a seven, if I recall. You gave a seven. Goat yep. Simulator 3, which I gave an eight. Which, which you gave a higher score. Yes. Which I gave a higher score. You lunatic! I'm a lunatic. <laughs> I stand by it. I mean, it's just, it's more. It's, it honestly, it's the polish in Sonic Frontiers that hurts me. It's a great game, though. I, I I'm not gonna take that away from you. Honestly, though, a seven on a Sonic game is a godsend for the Sonic community. I don't know how much of you guys are Sonic fans out here, but like we've been hurting in the I Sonic called it the troubles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I talked uh, about it at the top of the show. I just like that game did a lot. For to bring me back into that franchise and that yeah. character, Frontiers is great. It's good. I played good. a lot of these games actually. November, I pretty much played all of these. Uh, Evil West was really good. The Devil and Me, I completed that. That was like my uh, Thanksgiving with friends. You know, pass the controller. Around I've only on just started thing. it with the wife. We got to continue it. So do, it's not very good. It's good. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, it's not very good. It's it's it it's have definitely the humor of high on life, you know. That's yeah. right. No, it's probably one of the worst written ones. Unfortunately, it just really didn't do a lot uh, for me. The uh, art's super right. awesomely written as it stands. I know, I know, Hogue. I know exactly what what I'm saying when I say that. It's <laughs> yeah. even for their standard, it's pretty bad. So, oh no. Well, um, yeah. we played oh, no. the first like two hours, and my wife and I were like, "This is not very good so far." But a also, bunch of you said it gets good, and I'm like, "All right." There's your favorite mechanic in the game, Ains, which is you're going to be squeaking between lots of crevices in that game. Like, way more. It doesn't make any sense because it's like the only game where you don't need that, but they still do it a lot. It's <laughs> oh, crazy. Boy. Speaking you of God of War tactic, Ragnarok. Did you mention Tactics Ogre for that month? That's, that's, that's been the one that I've been playing the most from November. I did. Yes. I made sure to put that on there for you specifically. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's worth calling out too, right? Because, I mean, Tactics Ogre is, uh, it's been around a very long time. It got and, a cleanup uh, pass. It's got some yeah. quality of life stuff. A lot of people haven't played it. It scares me to see the copyright date on the front menu. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know, I it's, know. A, it's an existential that? terror. It's the scariest thing since <laughs> Resident Evil. What is um, the copyright date on it? I think it's ninety three. It's got to be Super oh, wow. Nintendo era. Yeah, 90, yeah. It oh, might so be it's, a, it, it's like 94. a sequel to like a really old game. So Tactics Ogre is technically Episode Eight of the Ogre Battle Saga. Um, you might be familiar with Ochre Battle as a game series. Uh, maybe not, Travis. Okay. Very vaguely. All right, so Tactics Travis Ogre, is a young book. Tactics yeah. Ogre is essentially the predecessor to Final Fantasy Tactics. If you weren't, if you were to play Tactics Ogre right now, you would say this is Final Fantasy Tactics, right? And I would tell you that it was before Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, but it is. It takes characters from the immediately previous game, which was on the N sixty four, called Ogre Battle, just here in the West, because we didn't get a lot of these brought over. Uh, and that was a kind of real-time macro strategy game where you moved armies on like continent-sized maps. And then they wanted to bring it down to character levels. Uh, and so they, they kind of invented this tactics genre that has a lot of verticality to it. So it's those blocks that you know from Final Fantasy when 
at the same time period in video games, you're looking at like Shining Force, the Shining series from the Sega Genesis side Great of things. Games. It's all very flat. And Fire Emblem, which would have been happening in Japan, but that did come over to us, so we didn't know it um, in the West. So Tactics overtakes that kind of 3D look uh, that you're familiar with in Final Fantasy Tactics. A little bit bigger. They have 12-person teams instead of six in Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, but it is excellent. It has a very in-depth story. It has all that kind of Ivalice feel that you might like from those Final Fantasy games and has warring nation states and betrayals and diplomacy and all that stuff. Cool. <laughs> there you go. Cool is a good answer to that. Yes. <laughs> By the way, we did have a super chat sitting here from Gecko Gamer talking about your your quick uh, playthrough of Midnight Fight Express, and you mentioned Snap, and he just said Midnight Snap Express. You know, you got to yeah. I think you, you got I, the, you could have made it better if you called it Tom Clancy's Midnight Snap Express. <laughs> that made it more uh, money. That would have been my that would have been my punch up to that joke, Gecko. Um, yeah, Gecko, thank you. Sorry for getting to that one a little late there. Appreciate you uh god of war ragnarok we've talked about ad nauseum we don't need to do that the only thing i wanted to point out because funny enough luke is pretty much i think in the similar camp with me and you on this game hogue uh you know a little more critical of it i think funny because people are pretty mean to me in my take on god of war (laughs) well here's that someone so i wanted to share this with you guys and i believe me i preface this with user score is not something to go on i realize this so sure. just bear with me especially not for exclusives because uh, you're going to get yeah, some especially not for there. exclusives but bear with me so someone said this to me and they said it is kind of interesting that the user score for god of war 2018 is so much higher than ragnarok even though the critic score is the same and i said really uh and i went and looked and sure enough if you look uh same critic score user score 9.1 for uh 2018 7.9 for ragnarok um mm. Well, I think the credits really whiffed on Ragnarok. I, I We'd have to do a lot of diving into why, whether it's just polish or marketing or or I think someone posited maybe on this show, maybe elsewhere, that it was just that week of a year that it looks brighter. It's a brighter light by comparison with so many games delayed, so few AAA experiences even being sold. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I don't it's, know if it's that, but yeah, I think I there's think there's just... probably several factors, but I do feel like to the whiffed is a good word. I feel like they weren't. I think the tens are game. crazy, but I mean, I said this. This is where I got every IGN writer in the world to come onto my Twitter thread and yell at me. <laughs> well, I promise you, Hogue, people have not been as mean to you about God of War Ragnarok in your takes as they have been about me with Choo Choo Charles for some reason. <laughs> For some reason, I still get daily death threats and like, you know, people calling me all these awful things. I'm like, dude, what the? The funniest ones to me are the ones that are like, you're an old boomer lawyer who clearly doesn't play video games. And it's like, you could just look. That's like demonstrably false. I don't know what to tell you. account. As I'll give yeah. you his Xbox Live account. Yeah, I'll I'll show you where you can find all of his achievements. <laughs> start sharing my account. I'll give I'm you his home playing. address, and then you can just yeah. go talk to him. It's fine. I'll tell all you where right. his kids go to school. You can ask them <laughs> about his play time. All right. The frustrating um, thing about Ragnarok reviews is they they forgot to be critical. You know, like there's a like- lot of objective quality, and in a lot of places, it's like, why are you allowing this to happen in another game? You would be far more vitriolic and i don't i'm not calling out one reviewer or one outlet because ragnarok i agree on this one man i i like 
I read the IGN review and I know that reviewer and I was like, yeah, that's the type of guy for him. I believe him that he believes it's a 10. But Sometimes me, the like, Godfather is followed up by thanks. a movie like the Godfather too. Oh my God. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, I mean, it, that was my response too. It was just yikes. It was like, oh, I wouldn't have written that. It's why I mean, uh, and Ragnarok is a great video game and, I, and I'm more talking about the review process but i think when you look at the game awards and the way that those were awards are assigned and aggregated the nominations it's just a reminder that once again the people involved in critiquing things might be very different than the majority of those playing it and that's why you get some user scores that are are fairly accurate i think seven nine's a little lower than i would have perhaps got I, like in my mind the game would be an eight five and i would have thought it'd be comfortably between eight and nine on a user score when you remove like those that are bombing it and giving it zeros because sure. that's objectively stupid. Um, Ragnarok is a is a legitimately... those, though. That's my True. point is that the, the the user scores are almost always completely wrong because the users think in terms of ten and zero. That's it. I mean, Which is the, there's the data to support that. It's either bots that are doing that or trolls, mm -hmm. or it's just that people are thumbs up, thumbs down, and are really aggressive with their opinions. But there's no moderation, and so you get games that honestly, I I mean, I don't trust user reviews about as far as I could throw Hogan. No, but I, I there are the some outlets I don't trust that, at all. Some the, critical reviews. Go ahead, Ains. The I'm point sorry. was in that comparison is that 2018, which is God of War, it's only four years ago. It's an exclusive. All the things we've already said is a 9.1 on user score. It's generally agreed upon, at least based on that user score, that it's an excellent game. And yeah. the fact that the the sequel, uh, you know, is noticeably lower. And I think. From at least and again anecdotally from people I've talked to, many of us feel the same way that 2018 is the better overall game. Hundred percent, hundred like not even close, not even close. And, and when you're talking about examining elite games, it's not even close. You know, you yeah, zoom out to the greater scope of video games. Sure, close. Well, it depends on what you value, right, Luke? Because the battling yeah. in, in Ragnarok is much better. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't there's aspects of Ragnarok that are better for sure since yes. it's such a narrative cinematic focused game I think it's it, that's its major failings is pacing and and structure and repetition and anti-climax and all this stuff but I, I I will give God of War Ragnarok I had more fun actually playing it against monsters than I did in 2018 that's very comforting to hear because I'm I'm not I'm that's Turn one in. of the things it does do better. The battle yeah. system gets, yeah, it's much better than twenty. Is the first five hours? I would even say the battle system. I was sort of like, eh, I don't, I don't know. I, agree with that. Doing it I was me. the I same agree. way, but it does get better, yeah. Travis. Thank it, God. But it All takes right. too long to get better. <coughs> yeah. Well, thank God for that because that's one of the mountains I have to climb the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll it's have you ironic waiting for you, given because um, that was the plot of the first game. Hey, yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. I got it. Uh, <laughs> also, that there is no the payoff at the end, the comparative reveal at the end, lame. Like in 2018, you have this dope reveal of something, and then Do you, the, yeah, yeah the, these so guys I, aren't going to agree so, with 2018. So Travis, I will say Luke is right in that it's a worse ending than 2018. Really? And I will say, I will say Travis is right because Travis is right is. because 2018's ending was no great shakes. <laughs> there you go. Oh. And, and they. they Guys, uh, you are not making this. I am not. You're not making this easy on me. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, I told you I'll have your pastry ready for you. Don't worry about it. It's if if God of War three doesn't doesn't massively if it, it has a, a Last of Us two problem, like you need an editor. You need an editor 
You know, you okay. do. You don't need to be so up your own ass. You don't need to attempt Kojima. But here, but just relax. The, pro the problem is, right? Their feedback is game of the year type awards. They don't think they're. I, I'd argue they don't think they're doing anything wrong. I think they're. They think they're hitting the mark. This game is critically well received, very well received, and it's selling like hotcakes. What would Sony look at and go? We need to change this. Uh, that is a good counterpoint and any counterpoint i could give to you to like try to try to rebuttal it uh would fall on deaf ears if i'm at sony and so yeah I, they're, they're not I listening argue. to this bullshit right they're they're looking at sales and they're looking at where they're, they're awarded at, they'll, they'll and they're winning both at the game awards that's really all they, they need, right? <laughs> that man needs a nap i love phil spence i genuinely think he's a good leader but man i he's not looking healthy right now it's almost like they're overworking him and how he the deals aren't going through i blame the ftc personally um I'm not blame Hogue. About it. i think it's Hogue's personal youtube channel that's making him so drained of life <laughs> I, I blame twitter jim ryan's jim ryan and the ftc said they're going to go look at social media accounts they're going to check on what people think of this deal um this is clearly twitter's fault <clears throat> yeah all right all right moving on from that uh, nap, we Phil. We close out the year with uh, Callisto Protocol, Midnight Suns, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion, High on Life, and the new gen uh, update for Witcher 3, all of which we've talked about very recently. Um, the only Quest thing I don't think we have talked about is Crisis Core. So Dragon Quest Treasures also came out, okay, um, which is pretty popular in Japan, I know. Choo Choo uh, Charles came out, don't forget. Crisis Core is just as dumpy as i remember it sorry crisis core fans i like i always put this in a bucket that said uh and it's it's now a high definition uh. <laughs> so there you go i haven't played it so i can't talk to it's, this is yeah, my it's that. not my thing i'm always it's a playstation like, portable game enjoy there you go there you go I uh, I have High in Life installed. I am going to play that soon, at least try it to see if I like it. But Witcher 3 has me fully in grasp, like I said. Uh, I did enjoy Callisto Protocol quite a bit. I like reviewed Callisto that one. My review's up, and you guys have uh, praised Midnight Suns pretty heavily. So Midnight Suns is going to fight Dan likes it. And Dan, Dan does like it. Likes it. I am Midnight very Suns is going to fight immortality for my game of the year right now. Well, in my I, I honestly could not believe that Dan liked it. I I hope. I think I, I owe you that Cracker Barrel. I, you could buy me some Cracker Barrel. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, well, let's just try not to fall in love chat. with me like Dan did, right? I can't make no promise. <laughs> Got to be careful on Cracker Barrel. That's where that's where it's where love happens. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. So I have they they have all those family goods in the gift shop. That's right. That's it. It's a start that's of it. family foundation. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. What were you saying? Uh, I just I'm not a Cracker Barrel person. Oh, that's okay. Me neither. Me neither. I'm. I, this is a reference to the last. Uh, That's why this bet where... happened. Is the left side of the screen hated Cracker Barrel, and the right side of the screen vouched for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad up. you met your your wife there. Is that the that was the no, Dan, Dan did. did Dan did okay. Gotcha. Dan met his wife there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I have to wonder how she feels about that choice. You know, <laughs> she was the... working there. <laughs> no, no, the choice to marry Dan. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the choice. Yeah. So she yeah. probably has bad memories because a she worked there. And B, she met her husband there. It's just too bad, too many bad things in one place. Doing damn bad. He's not even here to defend himself. I'll defend and, he would agree with us. He'd probably he agree. Be, he would yeah, probably he would, yeah. agree. He'd be like 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me get the super chat from Gecko Gamer back again. Six euro super chat. If I am allowed to recommend two games you might have missed, no problem. Dwarf Fortress, which is out on Steam, he said in the chat. Now, an with absurd, 
Colony Sim, and Little Lil Gator Game, a wholesome platformer. I will check okay. out Little Gator Game. I've been playing Dwarf Fortress for a while. Um, okay. So it got a graphics update. I don't know if that counts as a release or not. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I think they're good recommendations. I don't know anything about Little Gator Game, but we play a game called Daddish about a radish dad. So we play all sorts of stuff here. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Gecko. Daddish 2. Is also out. Oh my God! There's a sequel to Daddish. There's a sequel. sequel, I tell you what. Every time you rescue one of the little radish kids, they make some snide comment. My girls dig it. Eat it up. (laughs) Well, Uh, guys. Now, the the truly forgotten game is, of course, Advanced Wars Collection. Where is it? When will we get it, Nintendo? I needed to complete my tactic strategy. That was game. supposed to come out this year, wasn't it? it was when supposed they first to come showed. out in like February. Uh, they yeah. took it out. Yeah. They didn't release it because it had uh, similarities to Russia. One of the Russia, factions did. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. And then they just, you know, they, they they had they had a bearded guy with one of those hats. But they released three other tactic strategy games. I think we can. I think we can get through it. Modern Warfare released. It had tanks and planes. Nintendo, we can do this together. No one is going to think about Russia and the Ukraine when you release Advanced Wars Collection. Okay. <laughs> just release it. I will, and I'll be. I'm gonna say I'm gonna do it just to spite yeah. Nintendo. You're gonna write articles, be like, "This is outrageous! Outrageous! How could they How even dare they? to release such the, such yeah. a? You can't reference Russia. That's right. How dare you? They're not I in also, any other video game like Call of Duty or any other. Nope. It's true. I've never heard of them before. Advance Wars. Um, yeah. I will shout out a uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight too. I got a couple guys at yeah. Season Gaming who uh, are back big time in the World of Warcraft. Said. That Dragonflight, from what they tell me, is uh, you know kind of the best thing to happen to World of Warcraft in years, which they've been waiting on. So it's supposed to be quite good, from what I hear. So, all right, all right, boys. I think that's a 2022 wrap for the Bitcast. I want to uh, close out by saying thank you. Um, obviously, uh, you know it's been a great year, and it's a shame Dan's not here to, to join us for the wrap up. But Luke, thank you for coming in today and, yeah. and subbing with us. Um, it's been an amazing year for BitCast. Uh, it was great having Hogue uh, join us full time. And I think that uh, I've said before that I think uh, kind of round us, rounded us out and made us the show I was hoping we could be, if that makes sense. Um, and I just genuinely enjoy chatting games with you guys every week. Seriously, it's just a blast. Uh, we have a really good time. And, uh, you know, we've uh, gained a, a much bigger audience this year, which has been fantastic. Chat, you're always amazing here hanging out with us. Thank you to everyone who tunes in. And um, I'm really, really excited about kind of continuing to grow this next year. And 2023, you know, uh, looks like it could be an amazing year for games. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think it'll be an amazing year no matter what, but we'll see what actually releases when. Uh, But I am very excited for it. Um, But with that, we're going to wrap 2022 because, like I said, we're off next week. It is Christmas Day, so we're taking that week off. The following week is New Year's Day. We have not finalized what we're doing yet. Just stay tuned on Twitter. Stay tuned to the channel. I will post an update as to our plans on what we're going to do when we sort that out. But uh, just a huge, huge thank you to everyone who tunes in and hangs out with us. Uh, it's been it's been a blast. Anything you guys like to add to that? Can I no. plug something? Plug away. Well, yeah. No. Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought, no, no, no. I no. I w- so we're sorry. still going to close. That's not yeah, the okay. end. That's, like, that's what I thought. I'm asking if, if Travis or Hogue wanted to add to anything I said about BitCast. That was um, I appreciate that you've kept me on the show for as long as you have. Sorry for all the things that I said <laughs> and opinions I had. Um, I think adding Hogue was terrible. 
for um, my long-term and short-term health, but great for the show. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here in 2023 and uh, find out more things that I dislike about you guys and in turn yeah. have you guys figure out more things you dislike about me, like the way I pronounce 2023. It is a very pronounced 20 there. Sorry. Yeah. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been happy to be here, obviously. I am uh, going to finish this show and I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, like I said, Shane Dan couldn't be here. Hogue's not in the best of health, but we made it through. We were wrapping up. Um, we limped across that, the finish line of Yeah, we were limp crawling across the finish line. With that, uh, just stay tuned to Season Gaming. We still have a couple things that are coming in 2022, a couple fun things, including this week. A bunch of uh, our contributors are putting together. We're putting together one big article about our favorite games of the year and why, and it has a bunch of other games that we didn't talk about today. So you may want to check that out. I also interviewed Stephen Danton from Two Ton Studios on Friday. Uh, that goes live for everyone on the channel tomorrow. It's live for channel members now. Uh, but we talked about him developing his first game, his time at Microsoft, uh, the gaming industry, launching on Game Pass. So a lot of interesting commentary there. We even talked about the game design of God of War Ragnarok, uh, which Ooh. was uh, kind of fascinating. So take a look for that. But with that, Luke, thank you as always for tuning in, for tuning in, for subbing in uh, and jumping in when we needed someone. Appreciate you. And obviously, you know, love what you do over at Xbox Expansion Pass, your contributions over at Season Gaming this year. Tell us where people can find you and what you've been up to or what you're going to be up to. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. I stayed awake for an entire three hour podcast, Ains. Just want to point that out. <laughs> it's because it. it was it was in the morning, not at night. That's the thing. <laughs> fair that, fair that. Um, yeah, you can find me uh, on all the socials at Insipid Ghost. All the socials now. I'm I'm expanding away from the old Twitterverse uh, as that continues to die its death. But I do want to spotlight <laughs> the most recent episode of XEP. I had on a Ukrainian developer from Frogwares. Um, they make the Sherlock Holmes games. And we had had nice. to reschedule multiple times uh, because of random power outages and attacks. Uh, I was getting up at 5 a.m. to make sure I could talk to them at a safe time for them. Uh, and it was it was a really powerful interview. And um, I, I, I would like people to listen to it, not specifically because it's my content, but really because it was a powerful interview. There is a moment of silence in the beginning. I ask her a question about her state of mind and um she just she goes quiet for a moment it was i debated like editing it because it ran long but it was it was powerful and i hope people check it out i had uh one or two journalists actually say like their editors didn't want to spotlight it because it's not as relevant now the ukrainian war and i was really shocked by that it kind of took me aback so I, I would like people to go listen to that interview um because it was it was powerful and i had a pretty big year in terms of getting to interview some some high profile mm -hmm. people in 2022 um, but bar none, I'm glad this was the one to kind of climactically end this one because it, it felt like it mattered the most, I suppose. So I would love people to go check that out. All the <laughs> podcast platforms. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Uh, guys, Travis, I'll start with you. Yeah. Um, I did a ton in the past week. I got two previews and a review out the door. So you can check out my previews of one piece odyssey. If you are an anime or one piece fan, you can check out my preview of uh, Superfuse, my second preview of Superfuse, where I talk about their second character they added to the game and some other stuff. Uh, and you can read my review of High on Life. Other than that, I am wrapped for the year. 
um, in terms of my games writing, which is fantastic. 25 reviews, officially the highest That's volume awesome. reviewer at IGN. Uh, nice. Number one with a bullet. Number second place was 18, uh, 18 reviews. Um, so yeah, uh, very cool. And um, my first review in 2023 will be a SpongeBob SquarePants platformer game. So it's already looking like a red letter <laughs> year for Travis and his <laughs> review games. It's going to be exciting. So Tune in next year for more of me having opinions and such. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's that's a lot of reviews in a year, man. Well done. Well done. Thanks, man. Can't fathom it. He reviewed things like Grounded and Xenoblade for Pete's sake. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a lot of time, no doubt. Uh, Hogue, before you die and crawl over to bed there, uh, what are you up to? Trying to get better. Honestly, don't know what I'm up to. Um, still planning to get some stuff done. I, as I said at the top of this video, I haven't been online since Tuesday. Um, as I try to get a little bit more, um, well, better. the The issue, of course, is that it's one thing to do a four person panel show, and it's another to be the only person on the camera uh, and try to speak through all of that. So yeah. we'll see. I'm still planning on coming back soon, um, but I don't know. Uh, it'll be some combination of hangouts and headlines, virtual legality. I'm pro I'm still planning to do what amounts to a catch up video live for as long as it takes on everything that's happened in Microsoft Times Activision since Tuesday. Um, so I think people will enjoy that, but I got to make sure that my voice can take it. Um, and uh, so we'll see when that winds up happening. Obviously, we got the holidays, but come check out the, the, the YouTube channel. As I said, hired Chinchilla as an editor because they're amazing. So it's we'll awesome. get more stuff that they keep plucking out of my videos and, and making into awesome content. So that'll be on the channel uh, at minimum to remind YouTube that I'm alive. Uh, and uh, so come visit over there or on Twitter at Hoglaw, uh, where I generally am going to rant about things. Certainly New Year's Eve is the Michigan football game. So we'll see what, oh boy. what has in store for me in 2022 <laughs> and 2023. Fantastic. Well, with that, I'll just say that Don Lionheart got his three-hour show because here we are. He, did. He, did. <laughs> he got it right at the top. We didn't expect it, but he did. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. Um, you know, I hope uh, you have some great time off, hopefully, from work and duties and anything else. I hope you enjoy time with your families, and we will see you in the new year. Until then. <laughs>